veteran, 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 the Veteran Gamers Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 57 of the Veteran Gamers Podcast. Yeah, 57, let's do it, baby, what? Yes, uh, I think before Woo! we go... Uh, I think we've... <laughs> Get pumped up! Uh, Passenger 57, did you ever see that Wesley Snipes movie? No. There's a great scene in it. It's a horrible movie. <laughs> There's this hilarious moment. I should have had the sound clip. You lost, me. you lost me at Wesley Snipes, to be honest. What? What's wrong with Wesley Snipes? Skydiving and all that joke. Nino Brown, dude. Step off. Anyway, uh, there's this great part where he's, uh, you know, he's an African-American gentleman. So he's uh, talking with these terrorists. It's some terrorist situation. And he goes, you ever play roulette? And the guy goes, on occasion. And he goes, always, here's a tip for you. Always been on black. And it's like this hardcore, like, shaft-type moment. And I always thought it would be great for there to be, like, a, an Apache Indian or a Cherokee guy sitting there on the plane looking at him, like, I beg your pardon. Mm. Be like, black and red. It'd be mm. hilarious. Yeah. You happy now? <laughs> I'm glad that guy found it funny. Before we go any further, Duke, uh, I think we should explain something. You might notice that a certain person isn't here. Yes, we killed him. Stewie's not here this week. He is in the Big Apple. Uh, Big Apple, I, Empire I did, State of Mind. I did some. Uh, I did some research, Duke. The Big Apple apparently is not a huge apple. I was a bit disappointed with Wait that. A not? No, it's a place. Like, it's a Where am I supposed to go to get enormous fruit? Then? That but he's there, and I'm hoping he's at a Stonewall Bar right now. I'm hoping that he's going to stick to my promise. So I, I said to him, make sure you play Gaetani when he comes yeah. back. So I'm hoping that he'll... That would go well with the Stonewall bar thing. Oh, <laughs> uh, dear. And he did, last week he did say... It's a gay bar. He, he did say that he swings both ways. Yeah, it's true. He did say that. Yes. And Let's I thought, see how, just how much he sticks to this. This, uh, this episode is going to be quite a few things with that, Stu. It's going to be shorter, for one. <laughs> I thought you were going to say it's going to be shit. All right, no, it'd be better. Uh, it's going to be more uh, intelligenter. Yes, uh, I agree. I think, for instance, when we make our comparative versions of words, we won't screw those up. No. Yeah. Lol. So it'll be gooder that gooder-er. way. Yeah. yeah. Better. And there'll be less there you goes in the podcast. Well, there, there, there it is. There, there it is. He says. There it is. Uh, but we do miss you, so we hope he's having a lovely time. Yes, we do. And he's not driving. Uh, his wife and daughter insane. Or on the wrong side of the road, because that sometimes happens. Mm, I doubt you'd be driving in New York. Like on The Simpsons, when Hugh comes over to, you know, in the future, where Lisa's going to marry the British guy, yeah. and Homer's like, hey, just driving on the other side of the road make you feel like you're at home? And they're about to crash into people. <laughs> so if you're a new listener to the podcast, this is not, this is, you've caught us on an anomaly. This is completely, uh... This is off kilter. We have no idea. What... But not only, like for instance, we haven't even introduced ourselves yet. Oh yeah, we, we're lost. We're we don't know what to do. We don't know what to do. <laughs> yeah, we collapse. I don't know if this is going to be uploaded. I have no idea. I just put it through the letterbox. I have no <laughs> idea how it gets to to the iTunes. So uh, yes, I'm Chinny, by the way. Um, and all, all that gamer tag stuff. Uh, you'll follow me on the internet. And uh, speaking to my left is Chairwoman here. Chad Chairwoman here. Yeah. So, Chad Ward is going to be a, a big guest on the show tonight. Um, if you don't know who he is, find him on YouTube. He's a 
got a big following. He likes to play Halo a lot. Man, they best rename that shit to Galo. Because he's a homosexual, so he wants to relate. Oh, no, you didn't. Yes. Uh, uh, Duke... start a war. Oh, it's out. Duke is here as well. Yay! 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 Hey, wait, I got a sound clip. I came here from a faraway planet. A planet ruled by a chauvinistic man-pewter that was really a man-bot. Have you any idea how it feels to be a fembot living in a man-bot's man-pewter's world? What? Futurama, yay! Futurama, yes. Very good. For new listeners, just in case there, are, there is three... <laughs> God help you. This, Pick a different podcast. This is a video sucks. game podcast, right? And we did we did a competition where we asked people to send in jokes uh, for a free game, an indie game yeah. called Corrupted. And we got quite a few responses with this. Yay! Responses. We like so, responses. We like hearing from the community. We like having some dialogue. Yes, yes. That's, yeah. This is all true. All true. The above is all true. Um, do you want to read out the first... Mm-hmm. Thanks, mate. Do you want to read out the first joke that we've got? We, we have picked... We have to pick three, uh, so sorry if you didn't get picked, but we have we have picked them. Um, but go ahead, Duke, read out the first one. First joke, Dan, is uh, it's about God creating Canadians, and this is from Jay Meister. So here it is. <clears throat> I should do it in like a, a priestly tone of voice. On the sixth day, God turned to Archangel Gabriel and said, Today I'm going to create a land called Canada. It will be a land of outstanding natural beauty. It shall have tall, majestic mountains full of mountain goats and eagles, sparkling, beautiful lakes, bountiful with bass and trout, forests full of elk and moose, high cliffs overlooking sandy beaches with an abundance of sea life and rivers stocked with salmon. Mm. God continued, I shall make the land rich in oil so as to make the inhabitants prosper. I shall call these inhabitants Canadians, and they shall be known as the most friendly people on earth but lord asked gabriel don't you think you're being a tad generous to these so-called canadians not really replied god just wait till they see the neighbors i'm going to give them there you go there you go yes um yeah that's good i like it that's a stab at you there duke yeah that's all right i you know hey america we're proud to be obnoxious what are you talking about shut up yeah. Um, next joke is. By the way, we did ask for Canadian jokes. Uh, I don't not every. Why, but. Oh, uh, because the the developer is Canadian. Oh right. Uh. And they all have very good senses of humour. So we wouldn't. Yes, mind. they do. Yeah, take off, eh? Mind you, he's never got back to us since. So we don't. <laughs> we <laughs> don't like know. I think he's being a good sport. He's like. Maybe he's it makes, and they're still doing it. I don't believe. It. <laughs> uh, and I've turned <laughs> British for some reason. Yeah. So the next one is from. Uh, Stu, the tall Scottish one, stuck in the Great White North. Stu sent us an email. I thought he was in New York. No, no, this is the Scottish <laughs> Stu. Yes. Yeah, and he says, uh, he does have a little message at the start. Still listening every week up here in uh, in Canada. So he's in Canada, but he's a yes, Scottish he guy. Uh, and he loves he, our playful jabs at Canada. We don't only pick on Canada. We pick on pretty much Earth. Uh, if you're in Earth, you're in trouble because we'll, we'll get you. <laughs> And for our Martian listeners, we're going to come after you next. So Back, 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 back. Mainly, <laughs> Is that uh, how they talk on Mars? Well, in Mars Attacks, they do. And, uh, well, oh, that's right. Yeah, in, yeah. in that documentary, like Pierce Brosnan. <laughs> uh, right, so this is an actual, um, what, what do you call it? Conversation between a U.S. Navy ship uh, and some Canadian coast uh, guard peoples. Uh, and it's a, 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 well, our source is 
Stu, so we don't really know. But according to him, it happened on the 10th of October, 1994. We should call him Canadian Stu to avoid confusion. Yeah, Canadian Scottish yeah. Stu. US ship, please divert your course 0.5 degrees to the south to avoid a collision. Canada recommends you divert your course 15 degrees to the south to avoid a collision. The US ship. This is the captain of the US Navy ship. I say again, divert your course. Canada. No, I say again. You divert your course, US ship. This is an aircraft carrier, USS Coral Sea. We are a large warship of the US Navy. Divert your course now, double explosion mark. Canada. This is a lighthouse. Your call. That's pretty good, right? It I like good. it. The, sa- the sad thing is that the USS Coral Sea actually unloaded six torpedoes on that lighthouse trying to blow it up. It didn't work. Uh, fun times. Uh, lighthouse. Bloody lighthouse. And he says he's still loving the show, although if he could ask for anything, he could turn it up a little bit. So can you... Can you yeah, turn-, turn it up! <laughs> yeah! I want to hear it, Elise. A yeah, noisy we'll- van. Why has he got a noisy van? Is the van a rocking? Yeah, you should get that repaired to see if that's noisy. <laughs> Well, it depends on why it's noisy. Maybe he's just having a lot of people getting it on in the back seat. I do. I do have, actually have a problem with my car at the moment, Duke. Uh, yeah. Is it a, a rocking? No, it's not a rocking, uh, and no one's come a knocking. But uh, the the problem is, right? I, I, this is the way I repair my car. If I hear <laughs> something going on, I turn the the radio up louder. Well, yeah. And then it goes away. You know. And and do you, are you a really good mechanic? So long as the gas gauge says empty. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I know what to do then. Right. Yeah. I, I've got it. You know. <laughs> I've got it. It's on me. I don't worry. I don't. Wallin. Uh, it's a Mitch Hedberg joke. Yep. I always get my I get my toolbox, aka wallet. <laughs> uh, or as Lee Evans said, a uh, very funny comedian said, uh, even though your car breaks, Duke, uh, and you know nothing about cars, you lift up the hood. Right, oh, yeah. just to have a look at it, all right? <laughs> and it, it, what do you expect to see? A massive octopus. Oh yeah, that's the problem. <laughs> I think it's the octopus. <laughs> yeah. So uh, uh, well, Mitch, had, yeah. Mitch also said, "I'd be a really bad mechanic because if some woman came in and said my uh, <laughs> my car won't start, well maybe there's a killer after you. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh. maybe you're in Alan Wake." This, uh, I, I don't think this podcast is going to be shorter, actually. But we it, mentioned uh, Alan Wake, at least. Now we have a little yeah, bit of video yeah, connection right. there. Now, let me ask you this, Chinny. Do you have, what sort of car is it? It's a Vauxhall Corsa, so it's a German car. All right. It's not a Cadillac? No, it's not a Cadillac. I need to play some HD games while I'm rolling in my caddy. <laughs> That's where I'm going, run. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, so All right, I, next it, joke. Yeah, next, what? Ne- next joke. Go, go, go. Okay. G.H. Uh, Rocker. You're, am I reading the joke or the poem? I'm reading both, but like... Okay, only so he has a joke both. and he has a poem. Yeah, but you can read them both. Who cares? Yeah. She's not Here's here. Can do it. Take it's your off. not a traditional joke. It's a, it's a version of the dozens, what we call the dozens, your mama jokes. Mm. Uh, here it is. Your mama's so fat, she has cheat codes for we fit. That's really good. I, I, really, I good. really like that joke. That's a brilliant yeah. joke. Yeah. Now wait, here's this question. Do I have the Far Side song about uh your mama? No, I don't. Okay, anyway. The Far Side did a good song called Your Mama one time. Anyway. Um now here's the poem. This is terribly perverted according to him. Love is a sensation caused by a temptation to feel penetration. A guy sticks his location in a girl's destination to increase the population for the next generation. Did you get my explanation or do you need a demonstration? Now I don't think it's that 
that perverted. But well, no, there's only one really explicit thing in it. But the fact that he's like 14 is uh, <laughs> he's even more strange. Yes. So, thank you very much, Antonio. Hey, GH Rocker. Thank you very much. Uh, we have another one sent for us from our very good friend John. Uh, John Wilson. He's from the the Play Vaults. You should go there. Yeah. Have a look. Yeah. Clickety click over there. Uh, oh he, no, I'm not. He yeah, said, yeah. he said, all right, guys. Um, and this is his first joke. I was sitting on the train this morning opposite a really sexy toy bird. I thought to myself, please don't get an erection. Please don't get an erection. But she did. That's funny. That that's good. Yeah, that's good. I like that. I approve of that. This is that uh, classic misdirection type thing. You yeah, think it's going to be... It's other way. The one thing, yeah. Ah, ah, ah. that line there. Uh, he sent a, a few jokes. Now, we, we, you know, we shouldn't really be accepting multiple jokes, but, you know, we're, Stu's not here, you know. Hey, what are we going to do? Hey, what are you going to do, eh? What are you going to do? Good about it. So his second joke was, my granddad has the heart of a lion and a lifetime ban from the zoo. <laughs> also good. I Very like good. That. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my driving instructor... Told me that I should wear my seatbelt because if I were to crash, the force would throw me out of the car. I can't believe he still thinks Star Wars is real. Hey, that's good yeah. too. I like that. Good. I'm gonna write that one down and tell to my kids every every semester. I have a day where the journal writing topic is tell me a funny joke, mm-hmm. and usually the students are like, I don't know any clean jokes because it has to be somewhat clean because it's a school, and they're like, I don't know any clean jokes, so I just tell them a bunch of jokes. So I'm always keep I'm always collecting them, which I'm gonna tell the tie. Uh, Male, uh, female joke, the erection. Well, one. if you ever do a lesson, a, a lesson about poems, you can do that. Love is a sensation. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now this lesson is going to open your eyes, children. Yeah. Um, and then he says, "How about a code for that indie game now?" So thank you, John. Yeah. Next, next one, Duke. Right. The next one is from uh, who? Uh, letter to Jason. 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 Why did the monkey fall out of the tree? It was dead. Now give me my bloody indie game code. I don't think that's part of the joke, but anyway. Uh, I'm trying to find his name. Jason. Yeah, it's it's Jason. Yeah, Jason. Okay. Thank you very much. Yeah, I like that. I mean, you know, it's classic. Good stuff. Mm. A map for date. Uh, (laughs) Oh, God. Okay. Is this the last joke here? This is the last one, thank God. Uh, This is from Pete. And people listening are probably ruffling, literally rolling on the. Oh floor. man, that guy in the noisy van—if you yeah. can hear the jokes—he'd be able to pull over, man. He's gonna crash, laughing so hard. I love the fact that she's not here because I can eat and um, host. Oh, you eating a big sandwich? Because then Quanrin will get upset. <laughs> What's he gonna do? What are you gonna do about? Forget <laughs> uh, about it. We'll just stop playing these clips. What's he gonna do? <laughs> uh, we're not really Quanrin. Really. Not really. We wouldn't do that. No, we'll be doing. We'll that. just yeah. talk during them. I, Pete. Uh, sent us a joke. I quite like this one. How do you stop a dog humping your leg? How do you stop a dog humping your leg, Duke? Uh, I don't know. Like shake it to try to get it to go away? You suck its cock. <laughs> Good. Good stuff. Good. I like it. Now, we have to pick three. Unfortunately, I, I actually quite like all of them. Yeah. I, think I all... wish we had three codes for games to give away. We don't. Um, But we have to pick three. So. Okay. Um, you 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 go first with your pick. Okay, it? my first pick is Scottish Canadian stew with the yeah. U.S. Canada diverting course thing. Yay! Yeah. Uh, my pick uh, is Antonio Phillips. Your mama's so fat; she has cheat codes for wheat fit. 
<laughs> nice. That's also video game related, which is which is good. Yep. Tidy in. Yes. There. And I think the one that we both picked, Luke, was uh, yes. Pete's sucking sucking a dog's cock, which is always funny. It is. I think that by itself is just funny. It's just like, funny. You want to hear a funny joke? All right, sucking a dog's cock. <laughs> okay. That's, That's all you have to you, say. In a room with a dog. Um, <laughs> but I, you know, I, John said, "Oh, wait, just... was that a Concord's thing?" No. You in the room with the dog. You and, and you in the dog's Ah, uh, somebody did send us a message um, about <gasps> the Concords. Yay! So I should probably find that. Yeah, but we should also talk about video games at some point. Yeah, we should. <laughs> You're usually the one trying to get Stu to talk about video games. <sighs> it's all crazy! It's like Bizarro World up in here! Just don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Um, yeah. So, uh, thanks for everybody for sending us a joke. We really yeah. appreciate it. And yeah. um, that was all good. It was quite It was quite difficult, actually, choosing those. What? That's true. Yeah, so uh, thanks a lot. And we yeah. don't have the code. Stu has them, so you'll have to wait. Right. Comes back from New York for. Um... Quit bugging us. Yes. Uh, next up is the Quan Room review. Oh yeah, here we go, baby. review. This is Mike Quigley, also known as Quarrying on Xbox Live. This week, I'm going to be doing a pair as usual. I'm going to be looking at Rating Games Ballistic. Uh, it's the indie pick and a upcoming game. Uh, I'm not sure when this is coming out. Coopocalypse. Uh, as you may have already heard, uh, Rating Games Ballistic is a twin stick shooter. If you have heard this, it's probably for me or some other podcast that does this kind of thing, whomever they may be. And uh, that doesn't really sum this up too well. Usually that would be enough, but uh, he's actually done some really cool stuff with this. And he's taken the time to kind of branch this game off from his other games. I remember originally when I was first playing the uh, early playtest version, is it did feel a little bit like um, Fireball with guns. And I thought that was kind of cool in some way, but also I thought like a lot of people are going to think this is just Fireball with guns. So it's nice that he took the time and he took feedback and he revised the game, he revised the game, and you know, several versions later, you get the rating games ballistic that is out now, and it's it's a cool little kind of remix shooter. And what I mean by that is, as you're going through the game, you're picking your customizations for how your ship is set up. And these little abilities, perks, or whatever you want to call them, are going to give you an advantage in some form or matter. And as you start the game, you only have two, and this grows to three, four, and then eventually five. So you're picking these and you're customizing your experience. And what's cool is you can also, in between, change what stuff you would set. You just toggle one off and toggle another one on. And it's really just that simple. And um, it gives the game a lot of replay value, in my opinion, because I actually found myself going back through earlier levels and, of course, later levels, more so later levels, with different combinations to see what worked better for me and what didn't. Obviously... Certain things are going to work better for certain people. Certain people are going to want a faster ship or they're going to want more powerful guns or maybe they want to fiddle around with the bombs more. And there's a lot of, you know, different stuff to fiddle around with, um, but not too much. I, you know, there's not enough here where you're just going to get burnt out because you're kind of seeing too much in the power up uh, area. So it's very tight is the best way to put it is it's just enough to keep you coming back and tweaking it, but 
not so much that it's going through the kind of Modern Warfare 2 versus Black Ops kind of deal where, you know, they kind of needed to strip stuff out. And I think he did, he made a wise choice with how he did this. So it's, it's very slick, it's very cool. And it, I think this is a nice approach to a twin six shooter. Uh, I wouldn't really say it is exactly Geometry Wars, but it's definitely in that vein. I think people will get a good kick out of playing this game. And uh, what you want to look out for is a game called Poopocalypse. This game is about as goofy as it sounds. Um, from what I can tell, this game was developed off of uh, uh, Flash content, and it is all about an angry pigeon who is no longer uh, allowed to eat food at a park. And apparently it's a French pigeon, from, from what I can also gather, um, which are apparently the most pissed off pigeons in the world. And so he decides to climb the building and launch himself into the air and crap all over everything. So it's just that. It's just you flying around and crapping on things. And as stupid as it sounds, I found this absolutely freaking hilarious. It's a very cheeky game. I'm not really sure when this is coming out. It was in playtest quite a while back. Um, and I haven't seen any preview, but it's definitely something to look out for for a cheeky, funny game. Those are always good when they come on the indie game because, you know, they keep people chuckling and laughter is good. Thanks, Cobrum. Yay! Yes, that was, uh, it was, uh, it's Radiant Games Ballistic. Duke, you want to go and see how you feel about it? Yeah, um, I really love Radiant Games. I'm becoming a Radiant Games fanboy, man. I'll admit it. I bought this one, and uh, it, it, uh, the one thing that I didn't care for about this game was uh, this was a complaint I had about Two Worlds 2, which is that it was uh, the, the D-pad and the left stick can't be used interchangeably to move through the menus, yeah. and I was kind of confused by that. Uh, at one point, you sort of level your game, or you level your ship up, and you sort of select something that you want to choose, and then you're supposed to press X to confirm that you're done choosing these upgrades for your ship, but whereas some games will have the cute little you know blue circle to indicate you're supposed to press X, yeah. this one just sort of says at the bottom in a very slanty font that's hard to read uh x to continue or something and it's really not clear that that's what you're supposed to push in order to say that you're done so that was a little buggy but i mean you know the gameplay is awesome radiant games does a really good job of polishing their stuff so it looks good and it sounds good and especially if you like the way that fluid felt i felt like fireball was obviously an earlier game that wasn't as polished as fluid uh, but this one, uh, Ballistic, definitely is. So uh, I really had fun with it. And I, I don't know if it'll sort of leap ahead of Geometry Wars 2 as my twin stick shooter of choice, but it's really good. And there's a lot of stuff in it. So, I mean, for 80 points, it's a heck of a value. Mm. And I expect to play it a good bit. It is. I, I really enjoyed it as well. Yeah. Um, I've been playing Geometry Wars Evolved 2 again. Like, uh-huh. just kind of picked it up again because I saw it was on sale and I already had it, but it just kind of reminded me to play it again. I thought that's yeah. a bit weird. I was like, oh, I should probably put that on. So I've been playing it recently and I thought, oh, maybe this is going to be bad because another Twin Six year I'm going to be comparing it to Geometry mm. Wars. But it feels so good. Yeah. Um, and it's not as stressful as Geometry Wars. Yeah, so, definitely not. And it, there's a little more, there, there are different things you can do in this game compared to Geometry Wars. It yeah. sort of takes it to a different place. Yeah, you get like like a perk system almost. Yeah, and it it, it it just to me it feels like someone who's not great at twin stick shooters can kind of pick this up and and do a little bit better with it. Like it's, me. Yeah, like you. And um, yeah, there were a few problems. Like I had a similar problem. Um, 
to you, Duke, the interface. Yeah. Right? Too much text on the screen. Too yeah. much. There's there's a, there's a book on the screen. Right. Yeah. Come War, on. Yeah. Come on. The War and Peace is on there. Right. And I can't. You know, I'm the YouTube generation, Duke. I don't read. Right. I hear you. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, if uh, if a website doesn't load in like thirty seconds, what is it? Like, if the people go, people. Thirty seconds. Oh, dude. <laughs> Damn. Um, Jeez, you're patient, it. dude, man. Yeah. By ten. Damn. Um, Damn. And also, yeah, so the controls are weird because you have to like, accept them yeah. um, with the X button or the LB button. What right. the hell? Um, what are you thinking? What the hell is that? But I love, uh, you know, the quick fire holding the right trigger. It overheats yeah. if you if yeah. you hold the right trigger, um, and the music's really well done as well. Yeah, I, I think it's a a, a a nice game for people to get into twin six years. So, mm-hmm. Quamrian, well done. I think this is a brilliant pick. Uh, but it's, it's quite easy because rating games have always been decent. Yeah, uh, we're not allowed to do any more rating games, man. We're well, we are, but we're, we're, but but it's just a, an immediate. Yeah, we like it. Um, yeah, exactly. But yeah. Love it, love it. Yay. Right, shall we talk about what games that we've been playing now? Yes, why not? Uh, yeah, we should do. We should do that. That's a definite thing. Now that do- we're ta- actually talking about video games, the poor person who's listening for the first time, they're going to put a review up. This is nothing but people telling dumb jokes about having sex with dogs. Don't listen. Zero stars. As a Canadian, I'm offended. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so... Um, yeah, go on, Duke. I've got, I've got quite a bit to talk about. Me too. Uh, Ah, uh, uh, yeah, go on, go on. Okay, first I'm going to tell a story, because this is video oh, okay. game related, All right. but not immediately obvious. Brilliant. I went into a DIY yeah, it's shop. It's like Stu's here. It's like Stu, <laughs> he always starts with... All right, no, 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 hang on, hang on. Uh, it's sort of related to games, but not really. Anyway, um, so we call them hardware stores. I think y'all call them DIY shops, is that right? That's correct. Okay, so I'm in there, and I needed to get a couple things, and I was looking around because there was something I needed to get, and I didn't remember what it was. So I was sort of just wandering around, and I'm like, oh, yeah, an ice scraper, because we've had crazy snow here recently. And we had a day off school, actually, last week, which was very exciting when yeah. we had snow. It's like, yay! Uh, but So then I was like, oh, yeah, so I'm, I'm going toward the ice scrapers. And then I'm like, wait a minute, there's something else I need to get. And I was looking around, I'm like, oh, yeah, I need to buy a shovel. And I started looking for the shovels, and then I had to stop and go, wait. That's not real life. It's in Fallout New Vegas that I needed a shovel because I wow. went to this graves <laughs> went to this graveyard uh, where I actually in the beginning of the game you get shot in the head and left for dead. Not left for dead the game, but you are left to die. And uh, when you go back to the graveyard, there's all these graves, and you want to dig through them to see if there's any clues, but you need a shovel to dig, and I didn't have one at the start of the game, so I had to go back and find one somewhere else. But I hadn't done that yet. So I, but it was this weird moment, kind of like in the second Matrix movie, where Neo's powers kind of cross over into yeah. the real world. I look like and Assassin's I was, Creed, where Desmond and um, Ezio's character are like crossing over. That's probably the... a better connection, because it's video game related, but yep. <laughs> anyway, uh, but it was just so weird, because I was just like, oh my god, I got a problem. Like, I remember you had at one point said, I don't know if it was about Assassin's Creed or Crackdown, like, at one point you kept looking at buildings thinking, yeah, I could get up there, uh, uh, I could get up Yeah, I think that was Stu, my problem was, I think we talked we talked about this on the Overseas Connection, you should check it out, Overseas Connection, right. go on, I'll change the brain. Uh, one, one person on there, the British guy, oh, brilliant. Not school dogger. Um, but we talked about it's it. rich. Yeah, we talked about like kind of crossovers, and Parsnip now sent us an email about he was capturing headquarters in his bed while he was asleep, <laughs> and he was he was going to the corner and he could see the loaded bar, like the kind of hate the, the kind of progress bar. Um, and I told a similar story where I was driving a van and I saw a kid wearing those trainers 
with the sneakers with wheels on the bottom. Um, and he was floating across, and I thought he was lagging. Uh, <laughs> and it's this, this, this moment of, like, your nerdy life and real life kind of merge. Yeah. And it's this, oh, my God. It's, it, I'm sure it happened with you, Dig. He's like, yeah. oh, God, I'm... I've, there's so much, this is not right. I need to sit there in a little bit. Yeah, I need to go out. Yeah. It's a creepy experience, you know, to have it that is. like, whoa. whoa. So the reason I went back to Fallout New Vegas, for those who ah, yes. know, I played it. Uh, I got a day one. I really love it. I think it's a great game. Uh, it's this weird kind of thing. You you said you were reminded that you wanted to play Geometry Wars 2 when it went on sale, that sort of thing that you said, hey, remember how great this game is? And then you go play it again. I had that same thing because I recently uh, was wandering around the local sh- video shop and I was like, oh, Ocean's Eleven, that's a good movie. So I watched that again. And of course, that takes place in Vegas. So Which I was just one? kept thinking Which, about Vegas. Is it the, 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 first George, one? the George Clooney yeah, one? The, the George Clooney one, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never seen the original. You should. I will. Yeah. yeah, we kept talking about it because a friend of mine is really into the original, and he was like, he told me little trivia tidbit for y'all. Okay. Uh, apparently, okay, so Brad Pitt's character in Ocean's Eleven is always snacking on things. The reason for that is because the same is true. He, his character was played by Dean Martin in the original, and Dean Martin, as everyone knows, was a big drunk. So the, they had to keep him from drinking on the set, so they would give him stuff to eat. So apparently, in a lot of scenes in the original movie, Dean Martin is snacking on things mm-hmm. in order to keep him from getting sloshed and losing his lines. Ah. So there you go. There it is. There you go. Hey, there you go. Better movie trip. Yeah, that's great. (laughs) Talk about letting things accidentally slip in our brains. Um, Yeah, so I've been playing Fallout New Vegas, and, you know, I played it, every time I play a game like that, I play it sort of straightforward. How would I actually play it? Me as a person, you know, think about the choices Mm. I would make, try to be pretty good. Same as me. That's why I blew up everybody and killed them all. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, I try to be like a just person, stand up for the little guy or whatever. And this time I'm like, hey, you know, there's a lot of evil stuff to be done in this game. I'm going to be totally evil. But I couldn't do it. I just, I can't be completely evil. First, it's it's right. really weird. First of all, Duke, man up. <laughs> all right. I guess I need to, yeah. Be a man. It's a game. I know. It doesn't matter. It's so silly. It doesn't matter. But I was still just like, I don't know. Do you know people a... I've killed and pushed out of windows in Mass Effect and Fallout and all this? I've mercilessly killed civilians <laughs> in a game. I yeah. I'm saying that. <laughs> I did it a little bit, and then I was like, but wait. And then I was worried about, of course, ticking off the wrong faction. And I'm like, oh, I shouldn't be totally nasty to this group. So then I went and did some missions for them. And then I was like, and then I did those missions, and they're like, we really thank you. You've helped us out a lot. And then I killed the guy who gave me the mission. I'm like, we don't know what to make of you. You're just a crazy person. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that was weird. But, you know, Fallout New Vegas is good. I'm liking that. Uh, do you, let's do see. You, what... Do you still say it's better than Fallout 3? Um, it's hard to say. Uh, there's things about it that I really like. Um, I think that the Fallout 3 experience was so... I mean, Vats was so unexpected and awesome that it's hard to take Fallout New Vegas sort of on its own merits without, you know, thinking about how it compares. Um, Because, you know, Fallout New Vegas is sort of like Modern Warfare 2 in that they just took most of the things that they did that were great in the first one, they just sort of made it better. You know, they added a few things on top. Mm. Um, and Fallout New Vegas, uh, I don't know. I mean, the thing that bugs me the most is, and I said this when we talked about it once upon a time, by the time you get to level 30, you don't feel like an indomitable, you know, an, a supreme badass the way you did when you got to level 30 in Fallout New, uh, 3. But at the same time, um, 
yeah, there, it's there's a lot there. There's a lot of depth, and uh, there's a lot of things that the game does really well. So I, I don't know if I could really say which one I prefer overall, but uh, I am having a lot of fun with it. I'm, I'm a little more impatient. I think I didn't wait long enough. It was about probably six months or a year before I played Fallout 3 again, and this Fallout New Vegas, I'm now doing it. It's, what, two months maybe since it came out? So I, I think I've just been a little impatient to play it. But, you know, whatever. It's fun. I'm having a good time with it. I haven't played it yet. Not got yeah. run to it. You know, like Fallout 3, so you'll like this one, I think. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, the story's probably not as good, although I don't know if I'd say the story of Fallout 3 was particularly yeah. excellent. It's okay. Well, yeah. I, I don't know, I've just heard it's, it's harder, and that's put me off. It, it is harder, yeah. I mean, I'm playing it on easy this time. Not very easy. There's sort of like five different difficulty levels, and I played it the first time through on number three. Now I'm playing it on number two just because I want a somewhat more casual experience. But it is harder. And the other thing is, I turned on the wacky wasteland thing, you know, where you say that you, you're you open to having some bizarre experiences. I haven't had a single bizarre experience yet. Mm. I've been going all over the place, and I'm like... Well, apart, no, uh, apart from the fact that you, you was looking for a shovel in your... <laughs> Yeah, oh, well, I, maybe that's it. That's it. Like, yeah. This is the bizarre experience will carry over into your real life. You gotta watch it just in case somebody doesn't leave you for dead. Uh, like some super mutant jumps out of me at school, like, <laughs> ah, oh god! And I reach for the gun on my back. Wait, I don't have an actual gun on my back. Then everybody freezes, and parts of their body parts <laughs> highlight. You go, what the what? Yeah, and the dog starts attacking a robot. It'd be crazy. Uh, um fun. so yeah what else i've been playing um i got a new computer i'm actually you know hopefully this podcast will be a little less stressful for everybody because i got a new mac mini yay, yay. to replace my old mac mini which they're both good computers but uh there's there there's a comeback happening about games on the mac i think yeah because it came with there's this thing called the app store which everybody knows about for ipads and ipods but now they're doing it for the Macintosh, the actual desktop and laptop computers, which is interesting because now I looked on there, they've got Borderlands, they've got Bioshock, they've got Call of Duty 4, and I don't I don't remember any games like that being available for the Mac in recent years. So it's interesting to see them sort of making that push to bring games back to the Macintosh. I'm liking it. I'm worried that they wouldn't run on my system, and there's no demos, so I, I don't know if they'd run very well or not, but I think it's cool to see that happening again because for years... You know, Mac hasn't had a lot of games on it. It's weird. It's weird how kind of the Macs and PCs are kind of not not catching up, but balancing out, right? Yeah. Because you know, Macs were for a big for a long time and still are, uh, respectively, used for uh, video and mm-hmm. um, kind of anything like creative, like video and graphics and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. Uh, and the PCs were, you know, gaming um, and just kind of general use for the internet, things like that. Uh, and they're slowly just kind of creeping up to just be level because PCs and, yeah. and now support video. You can use, you know, Premiere Pro on there pretty pretty well and Avid. Uh, and Macs have, like, kind of, you know... Like they're very uh, accessible now, and I, I didn't really get on with Macs early on, but now mm. you know I play with, I play with uh, a MacBook Pro, and it's it's really nice and just it just everything works on there nicely, um, but PC is always going to be like you know the kind of the home you know like the comfort zone for me. And I, yeah, I, I, no, I sort of agree. Yeah, cheers to you. And I, I just I, I think that PCs. Sorry, Max have caught up with the gaming stuff, you know, and Steve, yeah. Steve Jobs hates, you know, gaming and all this. That's true. 
Um, but it, you know, they still have to have to cater for it. You know, it's it's a lot better on the internet now. Uh, it's compatible with a lot more. You know. All, all the little different bits of, uh, you know, like Java and you know, Flash and all this. Yeah, and uh, I mean, the iPod definitely saved games on any sort of Apple system because there's all sorts of games. I mean, the iPod is one of the best handheld gaming systems available right now. You could say it's like the, like the you know, handheld at the moment yeah. until the yeah. 3DS comes out. Yeah, everybody's um, talking about iPhone games now. Mm-hmm, no doubt. So it's just strange how Mac and PC... And it's always this thing where... If you say that you've got a PC, somebody always says, oh, you should get a Mac. And then yeah. if, you, if you say you've got a Mac, someone says, oh, you should have a PC. Right. So, and I, I never really cared that much. I mean, I use Macs because I just sort of like the way they feel a little more. Yeah. And I know they're more expensive, but I don't really care. I feel like I, I you know, I, the main thing is that I've just been using them for so long. I'm really used to the way they work. When something goes wrong, I sort of know what to do. So I just feel more comfortable using them. It's not really like a fanboy thing. There's things wrong with Macs and there's things wrong with Apple. I don't get it when people start into these wars. I have students sometimes who are like, uh, Macs rule, PCs are stupid, and they just start these arguments and it well, reminds me of when people used to argue about different car companies. I'm like, I don't care either way. If you go back to the great Mac and PC war of uh, 2007, you know, yeah. we lost we lost a lot of good people. We did. It was the the gears of that war where they were turning a lot and crushing mm. people. Uh, speaking of iPod games, uh, there is a very popular game that got famous on the iPod Touch and the iPhone that is now available on the PS3 called Angry Birds. Mm. And I had never played it, but I heard a lot of great things, so I got it, and it was three ninety nine. Three ninety nine. I know, isn't it like ninety nine cents on the iPhone? Uh, yeah, I think it's on the Android. It's free. Uh, really? Wow. How about that? There it is. But so I felt like, hey, what a rip off, you know, we got to pay more than other people. But I was like, whatever, I'll give it a shot. And it's a lot of fun. It's a really great game. I assume you've played this. Yes, I played it already. Yeah. And the Duchess kind of couldn't stop. Like when I first got it, I started playing it. And I was like, this is fun. And it's, you know, Duchess, you might like this. Give it a try. And she goes over and, and sometimes I say that and she's just like, whatever, you know, like, you're just trying to get me to like this stuff. And um, But sometimes she does like it. And in this case, she was just like, yeah. And she like beat the first two levels real quick. And then she was like struggling a little on the third one. Then she just, she was like, oh, there you go. And then she got it. And then, you know, half an hour later, I'm like, okay, I've gone from, hey, give this a try to when can I play again type of thing. I'm back in 12, you know, being 12. 12 years old, wanting the yeah. controller back from my brother. Aww. That's but, good. Uh, no, she, she liked it. It's fun. Well, and that's the reason why uh, it's done so well. Yeah, oh, of course. It's, it's very you know rewarding, and it's got that whole, like, I posted something from some interview that they did with the developer at one point, and it's like the type of thing where they're given these little rewards, and it's making it you know cute and fun and um, that sort of very quick back-and-forth type of thing. Um, There's a YouTube yeah. video where... Someone makes a game of um, Angry Birds, but in real life. So it's a guy on, yes. on a massive slingshot, all right? Yes. And he's like, and they slow it down so it actually looks like uh, Angry Birds. I'll yeah. find it. I'll, I'll when I find out what it is, I'll put it in the show notes. So if you awesome. want to see it, go to VeteranGamers.co.uk and you can see it. Yes. Um, it's a little weird that you can't sort of see the thing you're supposed to be shooting at while you're aiming your bird, but I guess you can sort of switch back and forth. So it's not too bad. But it's a little unusual. Um, let's see. Also on the PS3, I played the Kill Zone 3 demo. You know, it, what? What can I say? It's Kill Zone 3. It's Kill Zone 2 plus some other stuff. Doesn't it feel quicker though? 
Uh, a little, yeah. <laughs> I guess. I don't, it's been a while since I played Killzone 2. It made me want to play more Killzone 2, although I haven't yet. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, it, uh... It's it's Killzone. It, you know, it doesn't really feel very different. I think that the move thing is what they're really shooting for. That and people on the PS3 going, yeah, we have an exclusive first-person shooter. Awesome. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, but, I mean, I remember playing it at uh, Eurogamer, and I I thought it felt quicker. Yeah. Um, just like, See, I wonder if that's because you felt like Killzone 2 was so sluggish that it became this like slog in your mind. Maybe. And whereas it might be a little bit quicker, maybe the fact that you you thought about it as being so slow might be... Yeah. I don't know. That's true. I mean, but I'm not the only person who has said this. Like Murphy's Law also played it at E3. Right. And um, he felt the same way. Uh, and we both really didn't like Killzone 2. Mm-hmm. And we enjoyed kind of Killzone 3. I don't know. Um... But I've seen some stuff on the on the multiplayer. To me, it just looks like just, you know, the same shit. Yeah, it pretty much is, I think. I mean, you know, from what I could tell in the uh the beta that I played, I guess the beta, not a demo. But uh whatever. I mean it's it's cool. It's uh, it's it's it, you know, it is getting to the point where it, it, you've seen the video of the duty calls, right? Yeah. The, right. You know, the, this is uh Sergeant, Ultra Sergeant, shooter sergeant. It's a brilliant Spoof that bullet, yeah. you know, um, people can fly. The people who made Bulletstorm have made yeah. on just kind of like the modern, the modern combat kind of games coming out now, right. and it's it's funny because it's true. Uh, yeah. And even though Killzone Three is set in the future and it's a different planet or whatever, you know, it's it, it's it's all beginning to kind of feel the same. And this, you know, it, it happens in books, it happens in films, and it, it definitely happens in games where. You have this fad. You have this, this kind of influx of the popular genre. So you got JRPGs come in, and then they you get a a, a a certain group of people that notice all the tropes that comes with them, and then starts to see the patterns. And then you know instantly, as soon as they see those patterns, instantly just kind of revolts them, just like slings them back and say, "Oh no, no, it's not as good as the the first one that I played because it was first. And we got right, it with right. World War Two games, uh, and now. You know, we got it with the modern modern combat games, and I I honestly think that they're going to go down, not not anytime soon, um, but they you know that we'll see a shift in like, a, a massive kind of backlog of people going, ah, uh, the the not as good as they was, you know, it's all right. the same. I, I I I really feel like people are getting sick of them now. Yeah. You, you know, and I, I I mean I'll talk about what I've been playing, in, you know, in a bit um, because I've been playing Black Ops. Um, mm. But uh, th- there is this kind of general feel that the same as with the World War Two games. Now I don't know if you got into the World War Two games, Duke. Uh, uh, not really so much. I, the thing that bugs me is that you know th- their technology wasn't really very advanced in World War Two. So if it's going to be realistic in any way, the guns are going to be a little crap compared to modern weapons. Yeah, but the, 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 I mean, it was. I think it was spurred by Saving Private Ryan. Yeah. Oh um, sure. You know, like it, there was just World War Two games everywhere. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I mean, it's got to be Call of Duty Four that kind of kicked this all off. Yeah, sure. And it's it's just getting to the point where people just see it. You know, they see ah oh, another one. You know, another one, another one. Right, right. Uh, and it's it's got to change. Well, I think it's it's. Uh, I still think Modern Warfare Three will sell. You know, I don't think we'll see a change in the sales. Um, mm. 
but there is going to be a big backlash and a bit of pressure on. I think it is going to slow down. I mean, we're starting to see that a little bit, but on the other hand, Black Ops sold a buttload, didn't it? So. Yeah, it was the best-selling Call of Duty, so, yeah. you know, what are you going to do? What but... are you going to do? Uh, a couple of things real quick. Um, I made a tie once upon a time with an image from Mist. And I, I've been wearing it for like two years to school, you know, maybe once a month or something. In my regular tie rotation, you know, I'm the, I'm the guy with the crazy kooky ties. And uh, I always have students who go, what is that? Mm. And eventually I, I got tired of making them guess to the point where I said, I'll tell you what. If anybody can ever tell me what this is from, I'll give them $20. Spread the word, people. I'm putting the challenge out right now. When did you, you sign up? What this is? Well, I said it in school. When? When? Oh, like a year and a half ago. Okay. So I told my students, I was like, you know, spread the word. If anybody can guess where my tie is from, I'll give you $20 because it's important that people know about it, and, but nobody does. So, you know, here's, here's how we find out who's really cool. And uh, so immediately, of course, some of them started, give me a hint. I'm like, no, I'm not going to give you a hint. It's $20 on the line. It's like going to buy a lottery ticket. Give me a hint. What are the, what's one of the numbers going to be like? Uh, and you know, some of them are like, is it from Rome? Cause it's the, you know, pillars in front of the library and on Mist Island. And, and I'm like, no, it's not Rome. And then they're like, what's it from? And I'm like, I'm not going to tell you. You have to just, you know, know or you don't. And if you know, you're cool and you'll get $20. Uh, so every year when I wear it, everyone's like, what is it? What is it? And I'm like, you're going to have to guess, find somebody who knows. And this year, uh, last week, one of my students comes in and goes, Hey, cool mist tie, Mr. P. And I was like, oh, you win the contest. He's like, what contest? I'm like, you're just, you don't even know, but I'm going to bring you $20. So I did. It was really funny. And he was, he was sort of taken aback, but I was more taken aback. I was like, you played mist. You probably played it on the iPhone, huh? He's like, no, I played it on the Mac when I was a little kid. I'm like, yes, you played it in its original format. I love you, dude. for the semester. But no, I made it clear that it wasn't going to affect his grade anyway. But, uh, yeah. Oh, look who it is. I, oh. <laughs> Get away from me, Mr. P. Um, I went in to sell Two Worlds 2 and some other stuff. And I was selling the Dark Messiah game that kept saving right when I died, right? Uh, as soon as I walk in the shop, I go to say to the guy, it's my local community store where they yeah. kind of you know, you get to know one. the people because it's not you know, some huge faceless company chain. The, co the communist one. Yeah, the communist store. So oh. I go in, and I'm like, okay, look, I'm not going to lie to you guys. This isn't a very good game. And he sees what it is, and he makes this face, and he goes, why did you buy that? <laughs> and I said, well, there was all that good news about it. Everyone said that they fixed everything. He's like, who said that? I'm like, well, you know, Rich. game reviewers. Stu said it right. Rich told me that it was good. <laughs> so uh, I was just like, whatever. Um that was funny. And then I was, again, sort of like, Fallout New Vegas is good. White Knight Chronicles is good. I'm still playing that. But I was like, ooh, here's a game that I played before. I'd like to play it again. Dragon Age Origins. That'll feed my RPG fetish. Uh, and so I'm doing that again. Really? And, uh, yeah, I know. Speaking of being a fanboy, Radiant Games and Bioware, I realize I've become a huge Bioware fanboy. Yeah. Yeah. Man, that game. You know, the storytelling is so good. There's one scene. This is the only thing I'll say, then I'll shut up. I'm finally no, done. No, 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 okay. Um, there's this part where at the very beginning of the game, there are these uh, soldiers who are being healed by this, like, cleric, you know, chantry worker, whatever you call it. And um, 
he this one soldier has been sort of scared by the dark spawn that are coming to get us all right so he's like raving and she's trying to get him to calm down and then you come up and you're like can i do anything to help and of course you can't but the woman's sort of like he's just you know he i think he's losing his mind but i'll just stay with him and he'll hopefully get better soon and he keeps ranting and raving and she just sort of you know tells you like you're just, we're just gonna have to let him be you know can you can you believe all this crazy stuff he's saying and finally he says something like you know oh i wish they had just killed me on the battlefield because I, I just don't know how much i can take it and the woman just sort of looks at you she gives you this look she doesn't say anything she just turns and looks at you with this look of like can you believe this guy like what the hell is wrong with him you know why didn't he you know again man up yeah. uh and it's just the way that she looks at it. it's just such a subtle point i really love that thing yeah. that bioware do with facial expressions and you know conversations look like two normal people are talking and all that stuff. Well, so. we talked about like you know one of, probably one of our favorite moments in Mass Effect Two is when we you know yeah. when Legion shows his love for Shepherds, you know. Yeah, no doubt. Um, so those little things I think do a really yeah. good job. And that's me done. Yeah. Uh, uh, Dragon Age. Do you think I Duke? You know me. You know me. Yeah. Come on. Come I know you. All right. Do, do you think I should play that? I, it can't hurt to give it a shot. I mean, you can find it cheap these days. And I realize, I mean, I got it for $20, so it would be, what, 15 quid probably for you? Mm. Um, that's a lot of game for not a lot of money. So, I mean, you know, it's worth giving it a shot. Now, you don't tend to like the sort of sword and magic and fireball stuff. No. But, no. you know, on the other hand, it, the combat isn't too different from um, Mass Effect, except it's using swords and arrows instead of phaser guns and... You know, laser beams. So, I don't know. Ah, damn. You like Bioware, so yeah. there's that. That's the reason I'm thinking uh, maybe I should, because it's Bioware. I'd be curious to know your take on it. Like, if any game were to ever win you over to that Dungeons & Dragons type of stuff, this might yeah. be it. That's a good point. It, I mean, yeah, that would be that would have to be it, you know? Yeah, right. It would have to be Unless it. Rockstar made one someday. Oh, that's it, then it's over. You know? <laughs> Nico Bella gets a sword and a shield and... Yeah, it's over. I'll be the big fan. That'll be interesting, though, would it? Rockstar making yeah, one of those. It would be. I, I'd love to see some game studios sort of go outside their comfort zone and try mm. stuff like that. Well, that's what. But I yeah, think... the other thing. Oh, I said I was done, but no. There's one other thing I realized is South Peak are the people who published Two Worlds too. You know, mm. and I'm like, okay, I gotta watch out. They don't know how to make games. They don't know which games to publish. They're putting their name <laughs> on bad games. Yeah. You know what else they published? Go on. Section eight. <laughs> what a pickle I'm in now! Uh, what am I gonna do? I think I think you're you're, the, you're right. You have to trust your judgment. Trust your judgment. Uh, wow. they, no, because my judgment on Section Eight says South they, Peak's awesome. They publish shitty games. <laughs> no, they publish some shitty games and some awesome games. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Um, it's funny about going back to the comfort zone. You know, when a developer yeah. goes out of his comfort zone. I think yeah. Rockstar kind of did that with Red Dead Redemption. Yeah, that's true. They did. That's fair. You know, I mean, because so LA, they can do it for a fantasy game. Then LA Noir is more their comfort zone. You know, it, yeah. it's more. You know, it's it's in the city. It's uh, it's crime. It's right. it, but you know, cable is It would be interesting for them to do a fantasy yeah. type game, but uh, it's all up in the air at the moment. Right, what have I been playing? I've been playing quite a few um, demos. Yeah. So I'll go through them. Crisis Two. Uh, like I was talking about earlier, absolutely every other fucking shooting game you've ever played. So uh, wasn't there something about a new trailer that Stu was getting more excited about? Or I take it you're not as excited? What, Bet Crisis 2? Yeah. 
I, I don't know. I have oh, no okay. idea. Um, right. I'm, I'm curious to see... But the see demo if... doesn't make you want to go right out and get it's it. It's a multiplayer demo, right? Yeah. And I, I, I have no interest in the multiplayer. I'm curious to yeah. see what the, the single player is like. I probably will play the single player. Yeah. Um, just to see what they achieve with that engine. You know, there's a, there's a lot of hype with that engine. So yeah. we'll see what they can do. Um, and I'm hoping they'll do a good job. Because, you know, it's it's Ubisoft, so... Don't believe the hype! Apparently. Uh, I've also played uh, Spare Parts. No, that was an arcade game, Xbox Live Arcade. Yeah, not a very good one. Uh, I just What's the idea? It, I, I don't even know. I got bored. <laughs> like, I got really bored. And it's not. Usually I'll give any game a fair go. Yeah. Um, and it's just boring. Like, you're just a robot and you just fight stuff. And I, I thought, well, you know. This, it, it seems like a PlayStation 2 game. Yeah. You know? um, but a PlayStation 2 game for kids. Come on now. Come on. You know, Chad Wooden's in it. Yeah. Played uh, Bionic Commando Rearm 2. They're really putting that out, huh? Yep. Uh, it's a uh. it's a sequel to a remake. Right. Uh, <laughs> Which is always a good idea. I mean, because you know the first one is is, is went down quite well. Um, and the big thing about Bionic Commando is you couldn't jump, but you use your zipline because the reason why that was is because every game you played. It was a running jumping game, and they right. thought, "Let's make a game where you just have a zip line instead." Yeah, yeah. Um, different mechanic, and that was the mm-hmm. point. Uh, and you know, like people love that game. It's yeah, and they remade all the levels in the first one, and it looked yeah. exactly like how you kind of thought it looked. Right. Uh, with this one, this is like a brand new kind of story or whatever. Uh, he's got a moustache now or something. Um, so he's the evil and Bionic Commander. You can jump, Duke. Oh my God! You can jump. And it's, it's, I'll turn that cheer down because it's shit. I just, <laughs> yeah, I, I just couldn't, it, it kind of changes the whole game, really. And it just makes it a little bit, I don't I wouldn't say harder, but a little less intuitive, you know? You know that you can only get to this platform if you hook onto it in a certain right. way. With this, you're like, oh, do I jump on this box? I don't know. Like, it, it's, it's just, I, plus I have no nostalgia for Bionic Commando either. And I don't know if like big hardcore nostalgia fans. Um, there's only three, and he's. I don't know. I just. I, I mean, I used to like it back in the day, so I gave that new one a try, and I was like, eh, it's all right. I don't think it it has the strength to carry to a new game. I'm, I'm just trying to imagine what a big hardcore nostalgia fan would look like, like for Bionic. <laughs> <laughs> he would have this thing on his arm that's got a grappling hook on it, but he'd yeah. be getting his grappling hook fix from Just Cause Two, so there's no reason for a new. But you could hold. You, you you couldn't if you. He was trying to reach someone with his normal hand, and you held some above him. He couldn't jump for it, you know. And he'd be sucking a dog's cock, so that's the other thing. Yeah, see, that's called uh, coming full circle there. Yeah. See, going back to the old jokes. Um, so that's shit. Uh, Fight Night Champion. <laughs> Fight Night Champions. Oh yeah. Um, the demos. I'll probably play the game, but the demos a bit crap. Like really. It. You play as Muhammad Ali or Mike Tyson. Right, it's okay. the same demo. It, so you uh, throw chairs at people and bite it, their ears off. Bite their ears off, and uh, yeah, it it you know it, you just fight as those two people, which you know it's cool, I guess. But uh, I want to kind of play because it has a story. The big right, ep- that's the ca- that's the interesting thing. Story, there's a story. It's the first fight of the story, and you just play a quick match with Muhammad Ali and Mike Tyson. Now, mm-hmm. what's the point? Like yeah. I did that last year with Ricky Hatton and some right. Mexican. I, I don't. I know that you can do this. I've, you've yeah. done it before. I'm invested. You know, anybody that cares about Fortnite will know that they can. They know how to make a fighting game. 
right. when, when the two people are in the ring. What they don't know they can do is can create a, an interesting story where I, I want to see the person who I'm fighting with develop. You know, or I want. And EA s- knows how to tell a story. I mean, yeah. they did Dead Space. Yeah. What are the stories of EA told well? I suppose they were they published. Uh, Dragon Age, but a Mass Effect, but it, it, you know, I'm, you know, they got a lot of money into it. I think, and the yeah. acting looks really you know, well done and yeah. presented well. I just think it's kind of the wrong demo. It's a bit of a shit right, demo. Right. Um, it's hard to do a story demo, though, isn't it? I mean, I guess, but like you could at least show something that it, that it's different. You know? Yeah, right, it's, right. Now there's a story. There is a little kind of uh, little title saying dramatic story trailer. Um, okay. Can, Not like while it's starting up. Prepare for dramatic story trailer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, get some Kleenex. Um, <laughs> yeah. So it's it's just a bit of a weird demo. It's like, what, what, really, what you what you trying to do? Uh, so, come on, come on, yeah. Cheers. <laughs> um, I played Breach. Oh, didn't I tell you not to play that last week? Awful. <laughs> yep. Trouble getting to the game. Yep. Uh, not fun to shoot people. Weapons are boring. Yep. Um, animations are poor. Graphics are poor. Yeah. I don't think I played it long enough to know whether the graphics were any I'll, good or not. I played it for ten seconds. I got all. I this. think I thought like, oh, for a you know cheap arcade game, this seems all right. But no. eh. I played I played about two games. Like I played two yeah. games, and I just thought, oh, this is boring. Yeah. Um, and you know when I played it, Stu, who's not with us. Said try modern combat domination for the PS3. PS3 one. Uh, you have to pay for that. There's no demo, is there? But yeah, there is a demo. Yeah. Oh really? Well, mm. stupid me. I should try the demo. It's uh, it definitely feels better and it looks yeah. better, but you know, it's it's again, it's like the same shit. And yeah, if I want to play this game, I'd rather play the best one, right? Oh if sure, I'm... especially if you have it. I mean, I can see this appealing to people maybe who can't afford blops or something. It's the right. They, they've done a. Uh, the, the way they market it is, look, it's Call of Duty, but it's six quid, you know. What it looks, uh, sure. six dollars, six right? Just, right. just fucking buy it if you don't want to buy yeah. Call of Duty. <laughs> um, so for people who might be already sick of it, or or if you want to use the move and shoot stuff, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think they marketed it very well, you know, because yeah. there's, there's people that don't realize that the, the movie is pointless, and right. they they kind of go, oh, that would be cool, until they realize yes. that their arm aches, and they go, oh, this is dumb. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I'm trying to play games in order to relax, not to yes. wear my arm out. No, 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 I don't want to exercise, despite yeah. what Nintendo tell me. So I was like, yeah, it's it's decent, but why? Like, why am I playing? Why, why do I care? Um, Crash Time 4. <laughs> what? what is that? Yeah, it's a game. <laughs> Apparently there's, there's three others of these. Um, uh, sorry, is this Xbox or PS3? This is, this is a demo on the Xbox 360. On the Xbox 360. A full retail game. Uh, you, you kind of in a car, and you, you can't get out of the car, and you're a detective, right? So, a detective who can't get out of the car? No, he's a disabled detective. <laughs> what, who do you think killed this man? I don't know. I can't see from here. <laughs> well, can you? How did he die? He can, got run over by a truck. Oh, I thought it was natural causes. Can I you can't bring, tell Can you bring a zipper eight to the window, please? <laughs> um, it's, it, and it, it, you know, as stupid as we're sounding, that's exactly what happened. Right? <laughs> uh, like all the story events, like organized around things near your car, that would be this great. Is, you'll say, this <laughs> Your Honor, can I approach the bench? Sure. Yeah, it's a drive through uh, courtroom. 
Is that what does the defense plead? Not <laughs> <laughs> oh, guilty. <laughs> Excuse me, uh, Mr. Warden, what are you doing over there in your Cadillac? I need to play some HD games while I'm rolling in my cage. In the courtroom. <laughs> so, you, you, you kind of accept missions. You're a couple of cops, right, in a car. Yeah. You pick your cars or whatever. Um, and... Uh, you, 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 draw, you can pick a job, you, you know, and do all this. And you have to, the job that I picked, you have to, like, find some evidence at a museum. Evidence for what? I don't know. I don't know what it is. Right. But when you're at the museum, you get out of the car. See, this is the thing, right? <laughs> so I thought, obviously, there's going to be some little cutscene. I didn't really expect to kind of get out of my car and walk around, right? Right. It just looked like this game is very cheap. All right. Yeah. I was like, well, I might have some cutscenes. It didn't feel like animating the mechanic where you get out of the car. And it, 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 I got to the, the, the museum or wherever it was, and he says, look for the evidence. And I was like, how? All right. <laughs> and you have to drive around. <laughs> the, the outside of the museum. Yeah, and then, like, it was, it, luckily, the museum has, like, an archway where you can drive through it, which is quite odd. What nice. a coincidence. Yeah, it's kind of like a quad, like a garden area in the middle so it's not in stores you can't go in the building and there was just a big um magnifying glass kind of floating <laughs> out of this i was like well that's lucky oh uh, the game has a magnifying not the museum like no. here's the magnifying glass exhibit and it's burning a little uh ant on the floor <laughs> i also imagine a like a drive-through restaurant except it says like crime evidence how am i help you with your crime evidence today yeah we're looking like, for order help. of fingerprints yeah we're looking for blood splatters please <laughs> would you that- like some dna with that <laughs> Yeah, does anybody anybody want uh, cocaine? Anyone? Anybody like to confess a murder while I'm here, please? <laughs> yeah. Come over to the window of my car. Oh, we got some marijuana as well, if you can put that in. Thank you, sir. Does that complete your order? Uh, yes, so, that. And the, the, you know, the one thing I did like about it was the, you know, the little mini-map? Yeah. On the game, um, it's it's kind of, uh, it's, not, it's not a bird's eye view, it's kind of zoomed out third oh, person, you know, that's and one of the, the best things about it is not only did it have the roads on it, and it moved with you, so, you know, it was always going ahead, but it also had the traffic on. Oh, nice. And it, all the traffic was little white dots, right? And oh. I was like, that's quite useful, actually. Is that not uh, hard to figure out, like, if it's not an overhead view or bird's eye view? No, it's, it was quite, you know, it's, it's not a very busy city. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's just say that, but I, I thought I was quite quite a nice little idea I've never so seen the it. best thing about this retail game for yeah. 40 quid is yeah. it's kind of a cool mini map mm-hmm. <laughs> put that on your box and yeah. smoke it uh, another game that I've god we are talking a lot about the games we played oh well, yeah Dead to Rights Retribution now you know I sat in on the uh, development meeting for this game. Did you really? I happen, I happen to have the audio here. We played this before, so some people may have already heard this. But in case people haven't heard this, this is the audio trans, uh, the audio recording I made of the vi- uh, development meeting that I went to. Pardon me, I'm Duke Scath from the Veteran Gamers podcast and website. I'm here to sit in on the development meeting for Dead to Rights Retribution. Yes, Mr. Scath, they're waiting for you in the conference room. Come here! Punchy! I got my head stuck in the I want punchy! Shut up! Shooting! Put in shooting! Punchy! Shut up! Put in shooting! I want punchy! I want the dog to chew the bullets! Put in shooting! Punchy! Shut up! And there, yep. there it is. Now that's that's actually quite a mix-up. 
because that's my house. <laughs> it's a yeah. lovely house. It sounds like a great house. <laughs> Thanks. Um, please stay for tea. So, yeah, that's right. You warned me, Duke. You said that this is shit. Uh, and I have quite quite a soft spot for B-movie games. Now, yeah. I, I'm quite open about this uh, little thing that I have. I quite like games that are, that are a bit shit. Yeah. Um, Third-person action games, they usually are, or first-person games, such as Wanted, Weapons of Fate. I, you know, Quantum of Solace, I know we do joke about it, but, you know, I, I do enjoy playing those games. Yeah. And it just... just <laughs> I just, uh, oh, you got you stopped me there. Um, I, I do enjoy playing those games, going through them, and just yeah. just having fun, like Born Automatum or whatever it's called, Born Supremacy or whatever. Yeah. Um, so I thought that's probably what this is going to be. You know, it, yes, you do punch people. The the, the the kind of punching mechanic is shit. Um, <laughs> and there's so much. It just feels like the first half hour of the game. That's all you do is punch people. Yeah, and you absolutely beat the shit at your dad. <laughs> you really do. Yeah, and like not, not just kind of ah, oh, no, you fuck him up. Like, well, that's the thing is, that I think that is one of the things that they do well in that game is to sort of make it feel that visceral, yeah. like Ugh. flesh on flesh thing. Yeah. Mm. Um. Yeah, and it's 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 just not very well done. Now, I, I'm weird because I watch like uh, like any DVD that I watch, Duke. I watch all the extras. You know, yeah. I tend that. to do that. And I do it. It's happening more and more, but I do it in games now. Yeah. Uh, and there is uh, an extra kind of few videos in this. Oh, I didn't notice about that. When you finish it, right? Yeah. And like what they were trying to do, like is is have this fluid movement between fighting and shooting, right? right? right. So you kind of yeah. fight somebody. Somebody walks through a door and you shoot them straight away. Mm-hmm. And right. you you think yeah that 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 would have really worked, um, but it doesn't. It just doesn't work. Yeah, right. It, you, you know, you, you, it feels like two separate things, fighting and shooting. Yeah, yeah. What I do think is cool is the dog. All right. The dog rips people's bollocks off. <laughs> he certainly does. And he fetches you ammo. Yeah, that's true. He that's gets true. ammo for you. Know, he doesn't do yeah. it as, as, as... He doesn't do it automatically all the time. Most of the time, right. they tell him to do it, and I wish he just did it a lot more, you know, on his own accord, you know? Yeah. He should like just the know... dog in Fable that goes and finds you treasure. Yeah, yeah, he should just know that, like, he requires ammo, so I must, like, look for it all the while. And if you tell him to kill someone, he, he just does it. Um, I don't know what it is about that, like, that me- mechanic about, you know, a dog bringing you good, good ammo, or controlling the dog, and... You can see, like, you know, the people around you. But it, there's something nice about having a dog. I don't know why ha- having a dog by you in a game is fun oh, yeah. and enjoyable. But it must be at least companion thing that we all have with dogs and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, the game goes on for too long. It drags. It's boring. I have no idea what's going on. Uh, the mm-hmm. animations are terrible. Blah, blah, blah. It's a bad yeah. game. It looks like it was a PS2 game again. And it came yeah. out in 2010, which is <laughs> believable. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, so... And the last game they made was Reservoir Dogs. Really? I didn't know they made a game of that. Yeah. Was it any good? Did you play it? I have no idea. I'm guessing that it's not, because I've never heard anyone talk about it once. Right. Um, Good movie, but I don't know you necessarily need to make a game out of every movie. The final game I've been playing... Now, this is a coincidence. I've been playing this game, and Stu's not here, because Stu doesn't really care about this game. But I have been playing Call of Duty Black Ops. (laughs) 
The single player. Right? Yeah. Playing the single player. Have you, you've not played it, Duke, have you? I've not. I will at some point, I'm sure. Now, this is... I've played and finished every Call of Duty game on Veteran. Every veteran. one. Yeah. Which is appropriate because we're the veteran gamers. Exactly. So right. we're not the easy gamers. That's what I've been playing games on. Don't speak too soon because this <laughs> is the very first Call of Duty I have ever played on normal. <gasps> ever. Oh my goodness. Is that was that a choice or did you try it on veteran and it was like, oh it's too hard? It was a choice. Oh, yeah. I didn't I didn't even put it on veteran. You know why? I'm getting older. <laughs> yeah. All right. And I don't have time. <laughs> All right. You don't want the punishing feeling of getting destroyed over and over again? I don't have time to f- just cry and a bitch and throw my controller and get pissed off about it. I don't have time. Now, do you do that on the other games? Well, I, I, well, I don't, the other games? I've got a lot of patience. I like to think I've got quite a lot of patience. and Yeah. You know, it is just as frustrating as it is for anyone who's got short patience, you know, or whatever. Yeah. It's just, I don't, you know scream out loud or anything it's still frustrating and yeah. there was a moment in world of war where it's unbelievably difficult now i think yeah. Modern warfare 2 is a lot easier on yeah. veteran yeah I think but so. world of war was such uh oh there's one part in particular that really just when i think about it just oh it's horrible well, the part in world of war that drove me crazy and this is when i stopped playing it was there i should have just put it on an easier setting but i didn't i just like i'm done with this uh, you were in some trenches, and there were people just chucking grenades everywhere, and it was like insane. And there were people blowtorching you, yep. and I just was like, "Screw it." Well, there's one part on that level where you you go through a cave, yeah. and on veteran, it's unbelievable. Yeah. All right, and there's another part later on in the game. You know, when you're taking over the the big building at the end. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's a part where you have to blow up some flank AA guns or whatever, and just go around the left. And the people, you have to run into this building. If you don't run into the building, um, they, they keep spawning out of there. And then you have to blow up one of the guns. And if you don't, then that, then a checkpoint comes. And, oh, it was just so difficult. Yeah. And, you know, I went, no, I'm not going to do No, <laughs> right? I was, no, I'm not going to do it no more. And, I, I, you know what? I absolutely love the single-player game. In, really? I, I think it's brilliant. Huh? Right, and I know I just said that oh, you know these games are kind of running their their they're having their you know day. Yeah, right. Um, but like, I think that's kind of more of a multiplayer thing, like you mm-hmm. know. But, but the the single player, I mean, I'll play it once and I'll never play it again, like any right. other single player game. Yeah, probably. Uh, but it's just so much fun. It's such a ride, you know. It's like a, it's so. Well, it's, it, apparently, it, they're going from place to place a lot because there's that. Yeah, it's the mechanic of. You're going, you know, you're you're doing. It's all flashback, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it, that, you know, I think you know, it is a cheap way of doing it. You know, it feels yeah. a bit cheap sometimes, and they're cheating. Right. And but you know, fuck it. Like it, <laughs> if it, it works, Call of Duty Four was probably my favorite Call of Duty game I ever because yeah. I felt like the story had this really mature um, respect around it. Kind of like you know, it didn't go too far. Right. It wasn't over the edge, and it yeah. felt authentic. You know, it felt yeah. like. It felt respective. They they've completely abandoned that now, right? Yeah. These these are action games now. They 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 are action films, you know. They're big blockbuster movies. Um, but if you go with it, and you know, I have no idea what's going on in the story, and it's a shame because I think Call of Duty Four has a brilliant story. Yeah. Um, but I still kind of care about like a couple of the characters. 
Mm. Uh, it's nice that they brought some spoiler, a little bit of spoiler. Um, it's nice that they brought back a character from World at War. Mm-hmm. That's cool. I really liked that. You know? Yeah, I didn't realize they did that. It's it's the Russian guy. Okay, I I I wouldn't know, but it's a, it's cool. it's it's the main Russian guy, right? Okay. He's with you most of the time. You'll recognize him when you see him. Yeah. But you see him in different states. You know, you see him yeah. when he's in Vietnam. You see him when he comes after Vietnam, and all it, it's you see him in different ways, and it's really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and you you know it 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 just it it's just a ride, you know, and yeah. it's so intense and so well done and presented. And Quarium mm-hmm. was um asking me to play it because he really wanted to know how I feel about the scripted events. Mm. Uh, because my biggest problem with Medal of Honor was so many scripted events. Just yeah. ridiculous amounts. Right. Um, and I, I hated it for it. But it's but, but with Blops, it's so well presented. Mm. You ca- I kind of forgive it. And yes, there are a lot of scripted events. There are mm-hmm. a ton. But it's so flashy and, you know... Oh, it just it just feels so cool. Whereas Medal of Honor just felt cheap to me. That makes a difference. I mean, the presentation has a lot to do with it, and I, I sort of feel like that's one of the differences between Two Worlds Two and Dragon Age because they're similar in that sense. That you know, I was noticing about how Dragon Age has conversations take place, and they're somewhat similar to Two Worlds Two, but but there's such a important difference in the way that they're done mm-hmm. that it, it does matter you know that sort of thing is is important it's 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 a it's not one thing is it it's it's a yeah. accumulation of many things you know it's yeah. Yeah. it's good voice acting sure you know? um the where to point the camera at the right place right right you right. know it's it's directing it's mm-hmm. you know animation yeah and the in medal of honor it was just a mediocre kind of effort Right. You know, when you see enemies spawn outside of the fighting box, fighting yeah. each other, and it looks like a pair, you know, a few a few bots are fighting each other. It kills, right. it, you know, it really does kill the experience. Oh sure, sure. I mean, it's it's all a matter of getting the person to suspend their disbelief, and that's true about books and movies too. You have to draw them in, and mm. it's really hard to do that with a game, and that's why I think a lot of games don't make it over that bar. But those that do are really awesome. It's it it is. Like the the whole authenticity of it has gone, right? Yeah. And it saddens me to say that a little bit. Um, but I don't know how much they could have done, right? right. Away from Call of Duty Four, you know? Yeah, yeah, sure. But saying that, like, if you look at it, it's just kind of like it's it's expendables, you know? It's the truck right. or whatever. It, it it's fine, and it's yeah. so much fun and so mm-hmm. well done. I I, I love it, and that the, they mix it up a lot, Duke. I really I really think you should play it. Because I will. It, it, you know, the, the the single player does throw in a lot of new things, you know? He be, right. puts a lot of new things in there. Fantastic. Call of Duty Black Ops, I approve. I know Quanrian's probably disappointed that I approve of it. Um, mm. it's a... I think it's a great game. Hey, we like what we like. Mm. I'll give it a shot. I can't promise I'll play it for next time, but... But I will play it soon. How's the, that? But the but the multiplayer is like I couldn't be I couldn't care less really. Like yeah. you know, I, and I, you're talking to someone who's like you know prestige many times. Yeah. And yeah. I, in the other games, and I, I just I just don't care. Like I can't is this get a into general it. thing. I mean, you said you weren't interested in the Crisis Two multiplayer, but you like Vietnam. I mean, it's not like you're I, off yeah. multiplayer. Yeah. And the reason why that's a good point actually. The reason why Battlefield I think is so successful is that it's, it's very different from Call of Duty. Yeah, right. If you just... if you want to play a game like Call of Duty, you play Call of Duty. That's it. Right. 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 You, you don't play modern combat bollocks or Breach or Reach. Uh, no, you do play Reach actually. But look, my point is Halo, Reach, and 
Battlefield Bad Company are completely different. You know, they they change it up, and you know, there's some crossover with like unlockables and stuff. But yeah. Bad Company is a co-op game. Through you yeah. know, you, you are helping each other more than killing the other enemy. I mean, you know, I feel like I'm playing with people rather than mm-hmm. being Mister Mister Arnold Schwarzenegger. Halo right. Reach, you know, it's a different aesthetic. It's it's it just feels a little bit different, and you know, you you look at it and it's not. Modern warfare. It's not you know modern guns. It's lasers, and it's, right. you know, if you like that, that, that that's why people play these different games. You know, yeah. Uh, so it just baffles me why anybody would want to spend time in modern combat domination. You know, yeah. Um, unless Blops got old. So I think we're done with what we've been playing. Oh man, took it, us long enough. Next up, Duke. Next up is Egg Timer Topics. Egg, 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 egg time topics. Tell it, bitch. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We bitches are told, so I should know I'm trying to correct this. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, egg time topics is uh, the section of the show which we stole from another podcast, but we're not admitting it. And, yeah, we, we I think, how, how long did we get on these? Three minutes. Three minutes. Yes. Okay, are you, are you ready with the timers and the sound effects? I am ready. Um, Okay. So the first one is from I Pete. Yay, I Pete. And the topic is will the Xbox Friends list limit be expanded this year and why? So Duke tackle that one. Uh yes, it will because I'm taking this as kind of like a Tinkerbell type of thing like if I believe in it enough it'll become true mm-hmm. and I really want to expand my friends list. I never thought I'd be saying this because when I first got my Xbox, I'd like I'd do that thing where you know, you you meet somebody in a game and you sort of have a fun chat or something, and you might add them. But then Sorry. next time you play, they're not on. Next yeah, time they you play, never, they're not on. You never see them again. You never see them again, and they're probably playing some weird game you don't like, and then vice versa. I'm sure. So it's just sort of like whatever. But what when I joined with the G4TE community, and then you know we started up veteran gamers, and then I got to know people on the overseas connection. And, you know, I know some people on Play Vault and other places. It's like, hey. I've suddenly got a lot of people that I hang out with and talk to and stuff. So now I've had to go through and sort of prune sometimes and be like, well, I haven't played with him in a while, but he's a cool guy, but I hate to take him off. But, you know, i got to make room. So, uh, yeah, I really hope so. I don't know if it will or not, but I think they should. I I mean, how can it – it can't cost Microsoft much, can it? I I think – no, I don't think it costs them much, and I think they have talked about doing this. But what I want badly is a kind of of like – like Twitter does, a list system where you – because some people like – you know, no offense to them, but it, I, I, I don't know if I don't really care if they're online or not. You know, yeah. it, I, that's say it's kind of bad, but it, I, I want to know. Well, if, there certainly is a group of people that you want to make sure you know when they're online. Yeah, and I, I'll I'll play with anybody on my friends list. Like I don't mind, but if somebody like you see people come online all the time, and you're like, oh right, okay, he's come online. I won't play with him tonight. Well, but if somebody comes online that you you w- probably will play with, you want to know, yeah. you're right? Sure, sure. And it's it's just it's just you, you do. Always see so and so's online, so and so's online, right. and it's it's a bit annoying, you know. It and is. If you increase the friends list, that's going to happen more. So yeah. they really have to sort that out. You know? They really have to kind of go put them to, put them into lists, you know. Yeah, some sort of tagging system, or just be like, make sure you notify me when these people come on or whatever. Yep. Yeah. And I, I think that has to happen with the next update. Like it, it's people are calling out for it, and I, like you said, dude, I don't think it's going to cost Microsoft a lot. 
I can't imagine it would cost them anything. I mean, it's just some. I mean, it's some flip they, it's switch that they put some arbitrary limit. I don't understand why they wouldn't. I mean, maybe more drain on the system, I suppose. Mm. But for I, those notifications, that that did come out with like, oh, you know, the average person on Xbox Live has twenty-seven friends. So what about us special people? Mm-hmm. What about our super awesome popular people? They don't count on that because Bill Gates was never popular. That's probably the thing. He's like, oh, these people with all their friends. I don't well, care about them. I'll show them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, are, are we done? Uh, we're getting there. Ten more seconds. Um, Make fun of Bill Gates. Uh, uh, Stu. Ah, oh, well, I'm so popular. The friends list and everything. I almost, I'll just delete them after 30 days. There you go. This conversation can serve no purpose anymore. Brilliant. Yes. Seamless. That's what I like. Yeah. Seamless. Yeah, yeah. Slick. <laughs> Slick. It's like, uh, you know, sometimes when you have a PS3 or something, the color of it is black. <laughs> Put me in the middle of eating a potato chip. Mmm, potato chip. Crisp. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm Americanizing myself. Oh, yeah. Well, you Americanize yourself, I'll Britishize myself, and we'll yeah. be in the middle. Oh, all right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, next one. There it is. There you go. Next one. Uh, Jamie Harrison. Don't know if he wants his old name read. Too late. Jamie of Gilead. Yes. Uh, postcode. Uh, BH3. <laughs> what was it on Monty Python? Is like the blackmail game, and it's like her real name, her, his real address is this, and yeah. they put the address up. So, um, watch out, Jamie. Yeah, his question is Am I the only one who's sick of hearing about Mass Effect 2? It's been a year, can't we all just move on? Now, I thought, that before you start the timer. No, no, no the timer's running. All right, this let's just talk about how great Mass Effect 2 is, and then we can never do it again. Well, yeah. No, I'm going to do it all the time because Mass Effect 2 is awesome. What's the problem with Mass Effect 2? Let's do him and talk about Mass Effect 2 for three minutes. You know what I loved about Mass Effect 2 was the the story in it and all the different options Mm. and that music when you go to the universe map. It's an interesting thing, though. Like, when is a good time to, like, when a game's so big, all right, when when can you start spoiling it? Yeah? Like, that's that's another problem. And I think a, a year is enough, right? Yeah, it is. Especially for people who listen to a video game podcast. I mean, yeah. the average person that you meet, if they're sort of casually interested in games and you're trying to get them, hey, Mass Effect 2, you should play it, you don't want to spoil it because that might hurt their you know, interest in it. Yeah. But you want to tease it. You want to give them some interesting stuff in it. It's true. And, you know, it's, it's difficult when you do listen to podcasts because people talk. I mean, everybody's talking about Dead Space 2. Yeah. There was a topic on a, on a show about, oh, like, do you feel the pressure of playing new games? We... We hardly play any new games on, on this show um, <laughs> because we can't afford to. It's, it's really yeah. Stu that plays the newest games, right. and it, 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 you know, it's it's if you listen to podcasts, you hear them talk about these games, and yeah, it, sometimes it does. You know, I have heard spoilers of games, and mm-hmm. it, you know, it's it's just kind of like a oh well, it's 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 my own fault. You know, I follow the industry. I I find out. I'm so glad that I didn't know about Portal before yeah. I heard about it. Right. Um, so you've got to be careful. But, yeah, Mass Effect 2 is brilliant. So the reason why yeah. people talk about Mass Effect 2, Jamie, is because it's awesome, right? And, yes, I am a fool for just finishing it. But it's awesome. But that's okay. I mean, I don't, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm a person. I've never really felt the need to keep up with this sort of fetishized, like, grab things as soon as they're new and out. And, you know, I, I've never really been one to go in that direction. So... I don't know if I agree with this idea of 
you know, a game has been out for a year, so why do we need to keep talking about it? Because if a game's great, you know, I mean, look at me. I'm still going on about Mist. That crap came out in 92. I mean, what yeah. do you want? So you know where my loyalties are, but... Yeah. I, I, I just think that, you know, somebody who listens to a podcast, right, and, and is, I was only started listening about, you know, three months ago, and doesn't really know much about, you know, great games... Still might need to know about Mass Effect Two, you know. And they need to be reminded, and especially if they haven't. Maybe they haven't played it. Maybe people. You never know what's going to get someone to play a game. You you want to keep pushing them so that if you know they're they're the type of person who's like, well, if I hear one more person recommend it, then I'll play it. You know, that's why I'm back on Twitter. You know, because I was like, people telling me, hey, do this thing, and then you give in eventually. So maybe somebody just needs to hear one more time. Play Mass Effect Two, and they will. And Twitter is better than Facebook. I mean. This conversation can serve no purpose anymore. Fantastic. Yay! If you want to follow Duke on uh, Twitter, where, what, what should I type in? Um, Duke Scath. Yay! Yay! And you'll be able to hear me update things about... Why do you say it's better than Facebook? It just is. Like, Facebook is full of people that just got it in your face. <laughs> yeah, yeah no. that's true. But so is Twitter, I mean... Yeah, but you can pick who you follow. You know? Yeah, it's true. You know, but like, I always feel like if someone follows me and I know them, I should follow them. Do you not yeah. do that? Yeah, I guess. But uh, if they're following me, they're cool. That's why. But I, see, that's what Facebook. I mean, in both Facebook and Twitter, you can do those lists. So I've reached. I've set it up so that, like, if I'm really curious to know what this person's, you know, messaging on a regular basis, I'll put them on sort of my main list, and then I'll have other lists that I can check from time to time. Twitter, everyone. Yes. <laughs> Welcome to the Twitter podcast. Welcome, uh, welcome to 2007. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Welcome so to it's... Egypt, man. That's where it's going down. Yeah. Yeah. Good luck with that. Uh, how are these topics going? Shall we keep going? Shall we go? We yeah. More? Next one. Right. Uh, you can read this right there, and I'll start it off. Oh, right. Uh, pulling it up. Here we go. Uh, it's from uh, Heavy Evil Antonio Phillips. We know him as GH Raka. Have you ever had an exotic or dirty thought over a game? Hmm. Hmm. Uh, go ahead, Chinny. This one's going to be short, I think. <laughs> uh, the answer is no, Antonio. No, I haven't. No. 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 I, have, I have jizzed while watching a trailer <laughs> of a game. Um, quite different, really. It wasn't anything to do with how the person looked in the trailer. It was just more to do with the people making the game. And uh, a game that may have been in the works for a while. L.A. Noir, for example. Or Alan Wake, in the case of Stu. So maybe we should talk about games that we, we feel like we've like, overhoped for ourselves. You ever well, over-hoped? Or we could also talk about, more to his point, like the way that love and sex are represented in games. Because they what? try... I mean, you know, we've got to a point where... They're, you know, giving it a real shot. You know, once upon a time, it was, you know, Leisure Suit Larry or whatever, two yeah. pixels sort of bumping into each other. Yeah. But with, like, Bioware, for instance, <laughs> what about Mass Effect 2? How yeah. Did you, well, how, did you, how did you feel about the sex in Mass Effect 2? You and Stu both got it on with Miranda, right? Ja- Jamie of Gilly's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> um, yeah. I they were done. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I did M- Miranda. Yeah. And, I, you know, it's, 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 it's well done, you know? Yeah. And I think it's that that's a game that's written by people that care what you know what people think of their writing, right? Right. Yeah. And it's it's you know it it is a bit graphic. It is a bit ooh, you know, like oh, yeah. I hope no one walks in there. But that's exactly right. how you feel when you watch a film. You know, you feel yeah, a bit oh, sure. oh, uh, 
And, and, and I mean, there's a little intimacy there, too. That's the thing is they're not just going for the hot coffee type of thing from GTA no. San Andreas. They're going for you know. an actual connection, yeah. right? And it doesn't. It, it, the brilliant thing about Mass Effect Two is that it doesn't happen like, "Hey, you meet this chick and she wants to, you know, have right. that dirty, sexy time." It's yeah, yeah. You, especially Miranda, right? Uh-huh. Miranda, you know, really like, tries to think about it. You know, she's yeah, yeah. Just like, "I'm not sure if we should do this." Yeah, it's like a, it's an actual relationship type of yeah. thing. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like, it, 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 should we do? You know, you're the captain. Right, right, yeah. And, you know, whereas Jack, on the other hand, she's like, oh, you know, if you want to do it, let's just do it. Let's get it out. See, she didn't say that to me. She was like, N- I, I must have pissed her off early on because she was like, forget it. I'm not interested. Just go away. Leave me alone. You suck. But the funny thing is, on Dragon Age, there's that same kind of thing because they're both Bioware games. Uh, but w- there's this thing you can do where you can once in a, once in a while, when you're at a shop, there's an option to buy in addition to potions and swords and things. You can buy things that are listed as gifts, and it might be a bottle of wine or a necklace or something. And you can give those to people, and that will improve their favorable rating of you. So it's kind of a a cheating way of establishing that relationship. Like, I just keep giving you gifts and eventually you'll want to sleep with me. Like, but, everybody but in Dragon Age in real is a prostitute. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, you give a woman enough gifts, they'll they'll probably, like, give you a sympathy sex. You know? It'll work. Don't worry. Love tips next week. This conversation can serve no purpose anymore. Weirdo. Oh, man, we only talked about Bioware, too. We should have talked about other game developers and how they approach sex. But whatever. Another time. Somebody That's... else write in and we'll yeah. talk about it in another time. Somebody else timer. suggest the thing on the Twitters. There you go. Hmm. Um, surface Lizard. Yes. We should play That's that, right? Surface yeah. Lizard. We like Surface Lizard. Yay! Alright, here we go. Let's play that now. Grief and misery, names and woes, debts and taxes, and so it goes. Life gets tasteless, don't it? Hello, darlings. It's time once again for Surface Lizard's Moaning Spot. You know, I record all of these spots on the toilet, hence the air of gentle desperation that pervades them. This week we're going to consider the melancholy death of Ninja Theory's wonderful action game Enslaved Odyssey to the West, and by extraction, the fate that often befalls new IPs hitting a sometimes hostile and rather prejudiced market. The game showed great promise and had a host of critical reviews and also had the creative input from loom-faced Andy Serkis as well as novelist Alex Garland. Personally, I thought The Beach was a fairly mediocre novel and the film was awful with bloody Leonardo the bloody Caprio bloody roaming round looking like he was about to ejaculate for half the film. The recent figures show that Enslaved only sold 460,000 copies in total worldwide. That's quite grim for what effectively is touted as a AAA multi-platform title. And when you think about it historically, some of the greatest games ever made have been new or genre-breaking IPs and have suffered the same disgraceful fate. The likes of Mad World or Dead Space Extraction have sold incredibly poorly. Even older classics like Akami, uh, Ico, and Shadow of the Colossus, only those of us in the know stroked our chins and bought the games and veered away from the norm. And what's even more depressing is the gaming excreta that was Kane and Lynch 2 managed to sell a million units. This is where we are as an industry, where sales seem to be dictated by a bunch of ignorant chav nutjobs. 
Is this what happens when you try and tell a compelling story in a vibrant game world with interesting characters? It doesn't sell, unless you call it shooty gun anus priapism duty core halo. It's not going to sell, apparently. People seem terrified of new IPs. It's an unknown quantity, a great terror incognito. In fact, what it is, it's a witch hunt, and people hate witches. We have found a witch! May we burn her? Burn But you are dressed as one. They dress me up like this. And this isn't my nose, it's a false one. What makes you think she's a witch? Oh, she turned me into a newt. I got better. Burn her I work in and around the IT industry, and one of the phrases I hear on an almost daily basis is risk averse. Wonderfully, this encapsulates the concept of the way that the market seems to be today. On one hand, we're screaming out for new IP, and then when it turns up, nine times out of ten, it will sell nowhere near as much as the genre staple sequel that is chugged out, the kind of FIFA-esque production line. Now, when considering Enslaved in this case, and other IPs in a wider perspective, you have to consider when you release into the market. It's like the sperm and the egg. Only one swimmer is ever going to get through, and most of us veteran gamers have a limited amount of money and a limited amount of time to play the games we want. When you release a game which is a rough diamond like Enslaved, don't release it at the same time as the likes of Fallout, Fable, and the newest Call of Duty Tosswake, because you are going to get drowned. In a mark of absolute marketing genius, Enslave was released on the same day as Castlevania Lords of Shadow, and if you're going up against a similar genre, against an IP like Castlevania which is well known and revered, you are going to suffer. Inevitably, we always come down to the concepts of price and value and longevity. We have developed an obsession with multiplayer. It's become a MacGuffin that we need shoehorned into our game. Sometimes it works, uh, like Dead Space 2's multiplayer, which is well integrated and honed. And sometimes it's a real red herring, like the Bioshock 2 multiplayer, which was a shonky disgrace. This is exactly why Call of Duty Nappy Rash will sell 17 trillion copies with a two-second campaign because of the multiplayer. That's where the legs are, according to the industry. Not according to a majority of gamers who are old enough or wise enough to be in the know, however, where story and narrative and experience is king, not getting fragged by 12-year-old idiots. It's a controversial point, and, like the daddy... I'm incredibly indifferent to the whole concept of multiplayer, and if there is anything that is dragging the industry down and polluting new IP, it is this obsession with being connected and jerking ourselves on Facebook over our kill-death ratios. Selling a game, especially a new IP, is a delicate and intricate procedure. It's like a thousand first dates rolled into one combined with keyhole surgery and a bit of blind man's buff. Finger in the wind, and if the conditions are right and the stars are favourable, your new IP will sell. However, 
it's fair to say that the Enslaved demo didn't really do the game any favours. All it was was a fairly choppy and messy section right from the start of the game. Essentially the tutorial, and maybe if you considered giving the gamers a splice of something later on, where you had something a bit more expansive than a crashing prison ship, you'd get a lot more people interested a lot more quickly. People don't read reviews anymore. There's also a problem of cool and zeitgeist. Some things are universally cool and always will be, like fat mustachioed plumbers or open world crime simulators. At the moment, in this generation, space marines are cool, soldiers are cool, online rankings are cool, caped assassins and cowboys are cool. It's all a bit homoerotic, but apparently also very cool, in a village people kind of way. Enslaved was conceptually brilliant and it was well executed, but on the whole, it really wasn't cool. If you're going to aim a game at the hardcore or core market, you need to understand that market before you release. And if you go tailoring to the casual market, similarly, you need to make it as Wii-friendly as possible. A new IP has to have a great deal of swaggering John Travolta self-confidence. And Enslaved, for all of its greatness, looked a bit lost at times. It got roped up with some generic platforming and some quite muddy concepts. Is it that the market just can't support any new IP? That's not entirely true. A couple of years ago, Ubisoft took a risk and released an interesting game called Assassin's Creed. You may have heard of it, I think it sold two or three copies. And also, just being a new IP doesn't necessitate success. After all, Party Babies on the Wii was a new IP and was one of the worst things ever created in the history of humanity. That and Bourbon Biscuits. It's a difficult market to release a new IP into. People are as risk-averse as the industry, and laying down 30 or 40 pounds for a game is never a simple transaction. But when it works, it works spectacularly. When you consider the likes of Duke's favourite Heavy Rain, or my game of last year, Demon Souls, when you appeal to a certain niche part of the market, every single part of that niche will buy the game because they recognise the game's consistency and brilliance. Don't patronise us with half-hearted, semi-casual, semi-hardcore games. We can tell the fakes. And we can sniff out the prestigidators, like zombies can if you just walk amongst them and make funny noises. Depressingly though, gaming is an industry governed by the tidal forces of finance. And so much new IP isn't decided by the developers or the players. It's decided by the men in suits with their hands on the purse strings, deciding what will sell, and looking at the sales figures of the latest Need for Speed, or Halo, or FIFA, and wanting to emulate that. And this could be a very dark portent indeed. Anyway, I'm off to play Another World on the Amiga, and remind myself when the days of simple conceptual brilliance were still with us. Surface Lizard, signing out. Be seeing you. End of line. Oh, there we go. Yes. Yeah, uh, Yay, service lizard. Uh, yeah, talking about new IPs and stuff. Uh, apparently, he records it from the toilet, dude. <laughs> it did sound like that, didn't it? Yeah. But, um, uh, I, you know, he has a point about, you know, new IPs, I think. Uh, yeah. he, he brings up the point like, oh, he got to that point, yes. He, he said, oh, you know, like, and Slayer didn't do very well. Um, but Canon Lynch 2 um, sold a million. But yeah. I think, but the problem is, right? It's it, 
it's the look of the game, the aesthetic, and, it, and, and, and as shallow it is, it is. You know, looks count, right? And when you've got a game where it's set in the future and this guy's like looking like a monkey, and you know, it's kind of sci-fi mixed with forest stuff, it doesn't look that appealing, right? When you got a, like a new IP like Assassin's Creed, like the first one, when he was talking about that, it just looks cool. Yeah. Right. The, the, that that hidden blade, the the eagle jump, everything right. just yeah. looks cool. Like there's it allows you to be a badass. And I don't know if that says anything. Yeah. yeah. There's there's something about it. It's just like this is cool. Like, I, don't, I don't know what this game is, yeah. but I just kind of want to find out. And uh-huh. it, kind of Lynch. Yeah, it's not a very good game, but the trailers got people excited. In fact, when the game did get released. People were talking about the look of the the game, you know, this yeah, YouTube yeah. generation gritty ha- camera camcorder look, uh-huh. and it looks cool, you know. There's no doubt about it. Kind of Lynch Two looked cool before it came out, you know. It that's looked interesting. People was interested. It looked cool enough for me to play the demo, so there you go. You know, and I, I think that's what it is, you know. And and Enslaved doesn't really look cool. Yeah. You know, games like Ico don't look cool. You know, all right now, all right now. It, but I'm talking about to the FIFA. It doesn't look badass. You know, I'm talking about to the people that play FIFA, right? Right. It, they they look at that. Oh, it's, it's gay. Yeah. It's gay. Sure. It's gay. Right. right. You know, I, it's it's sad, but it's true, and I think yeah, that, oh, that's that's why uh, that's what he was getting at. But yeah, you, you know, bless him, surface leader. We like him. Yeah. He's a good lad. He shines. Then I love the Monty Python thing, dude. Mm. Well, you know. Uh, at schools, we were forced to watch Monty Python by law. Yeah, uh, good because it's awesome. You should watch it. Yeah. So we got uh, a couple of emails. Yay! Emails. We like emails. Yes. Uh, we got a big one. Ooh, big one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. From uh, the big bad daddy. Yay, Rich. Um. All right. Okay. I'll read this. I'll read okay. This. Right here we go. Yes, Duke's dog's getting ready. Okay. Yeah, settle down, Duke's dog. Okay, email. Just say hi or anything, you know. He starts in straight away. Yeah, he just... This is an email from Big Bad Daddy. <laughs> Soviet email from Rich. This is email from Big Bad Daddy. You may recognize me from such podcast appearances as co-host on the Overseas Connection, narrator of The Stolen Moon of Londor, and sex slave on Loose Women, The Revenge of the Menopause podcast edition. I must have missed that one. Loose Women is a, a chat show where, you know, some women, middle-aged women, just talk about, oh, oh, men, boo. Um, <laughs> like on The Simpsons. No, it's not, it's not that bad, actually. It's, it, 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 they, don't, they don't shape men and all boo, but it's yeah, right. that kind of, ugh. Yes. Um, another term for Loose Women, sluts. <laughs> Think about that. Okay. I, yes. always, I always say that about that show. Okay, uh, Big Bad Daddy says... Uh, gentlemen, I hope you're having a fine evening slash afternoon. I believe this is my first email to the show, and as such, I will get the usual cliche things first emailers say out, uh, out of the way first. Yay, cliched things. I'll do it in his voice. Um, I've been listening to the podcast uh, incessantly since uh, ever since Murphy's Law pointed the Count's Mercenaries community in the direction of the popular overseas forums. That's like, not a bad rich, actually. And uh, podcast and all those months ago. Uh, it could even be two years. I don't know. I don't know. Out time <laughs> flies. You know, uh, I have 
I've loved each and every episode more than the last. And I can't get enough of Stu's ramblings where you're not going to log this episode. Duke's insane explosions of anger and soundboard clips. And oh, I've... it's on! Yeah, it's great. It's great. I don't know. I've turned brummy now. Bloody hell. <laughs> um, and of course, the very British slash in between us slash peep show humour that is, of course, Mike Chin Chinny Chinny 1985. Jamma Fool. Try the veal. Eh? <clears throat> I owe a certain uh, Duke of Scath an apology for his obvious disdain over uh, his day one purchase of Two Worlds 2. Well, you know, it also is my fault for saying, oh, well, Rich liked it, therefore I should go out and get it day one. I mean, I should have done a little more research, I suppose, but whatever. Go ahead. Don't trust Rich, is what you're saying. Um, <laughs> you, will f- you will find we both share common ground when it comes to the role-playing genre. That's true. And as ma- major fans of literature, we each enjoy a good narrative. The reason I enjoy Two Worlds 2 as much as I do is because I love the first one. <laughs> I didn't know that. Uh, and the sequel, yeah, he kind of loved it and hated oh, it. You know, he had this like, love. I thought that was uh, Greg. Oh, uh, yeah, him too. Yeah. It, it, uh, well, he likes the second one too, so there yeah, you go. Yeah, so, because Stu, if Stu were in now, because they appreciate how terrible the first one was. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, uh, where's my place? Uh, because I love the first one. And the sequel is a super steroid, uber elite improvement of the original. If I've loved the. If I loved the first one, why wouldn't I love the second one more? But Duke, if you'd asked me whether you should buy it or not, I would have said no. Although uh-huh. uh, you possess the ability to overlook flaws to enjoy a good game, that superpower only seems to be used every so often. Dark Messiah cough. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, well, whatever. Well, well, well. Um, whatever. I'm, I'm just going to stop the email for a sec. Over Skype... Uh, yes. Stu sent me a message. Stu Fowler. Oh my goodness! Right, and he's this is you know twelve o'clock at night. Um, twelve o one. He says, "Yo, how is it going?" Question mark. And then I'm in T. <laughs> Times Square, baby. Lol. Uh. So Times as- Square, ba- so he's become a New Yorker. Times Square, baby, yeah. Yeah, don't worry about it. Forget about it. So, as we're recording this now, Stu is in Times Square. How about that? Yeah, so, I'm just going to shout him out now. Yeah. What should I put in the chat? Um, Yo, we, we announced that you were doing it on Twitter, and everybody said, Hey, Stu, go to the Stonewell Bar. About you now. The podcast blew up. Should I say that? <laughs> yeah. Podcast blew up. <laughs> Here, wait. I gotta have a sound of something blowing up. The URL um, died. <laughs> Enjoy your holiday. <laughs> uh, oh, no, it's spelled died wrong. Um, yeah, what else should we say? Stu, um, we've decided to do the podcast ourselves. You're never coming back. Here, this is a burst. That sounds like something blown up. Not really. Uh, what was the name, <laughs> oh, of that, the name of that bar that you told them to try? Stonewall. It's a really important bar in the history of gay rights in the United States. <laughs> gay. Okay, so I've sent it. Yo, Stu, we are talking about you now on the podcast. Oh, sorry, talking about you now. The podcast, comma, the podcast blew up and the URL died. Uh, Duke said try the Stonewall. It's very important. So, yeah. That's weird, yeah. isn't it? 
How about that? How about that? Enter. Can't leave us alone for even one week. Come on. How is it going? All right. Have you talked about his wife's probably good? You better not be fucking telling them. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Better not be. Or I'll kill it. Leave it, Stu. Leave it. I'm going back. Divorce. Right. Yeah, there you go. Um, If, if he replies, I'm, not, I'm ignoring it because I'm not giving him any more attention. Cause he, yeah, really. Cause we, Leave us alone, man. Yeah, go away. Uh, like Principal Skinner and his mom on The Simpsons. <laughs> Leave me alone, mother. I'm a grown man. I can buy sugar if I want to. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's spring, isn't it? Quiet down, dog. Is that Stu or? No. Okay. Uh, so, Rich carries on to say... If you don't like riding riding the horse in the game, don't do it. It didn't stop me from enjoying Oblivion. If you don't like the voice acting, again, I enjoyed Oblivion, even though it seemed to be voiced by only one guy. (laughs) That's pretty much true. I think if you squint your eyes a little, you'll see the forest through the trees. Uh, A deep, fun, and quirky RPG game resides on the other side of the pile of shit you focus on. If you put (laughs) your critique to bed... I believe you'll have more fun than you hope for. Duke, please also remember I'm playing it on the PC, and as you've experienced, this game is not designed for a controller. Well, that's true. Uh, Mike, nice hair video. I've actually got I actually got slightly aroused while watching it. Uh. Awkward, but well. Yes. If anybody speaking of out, Stonewall, I took a picture of myself every day and put it and on YouTube. I'll put it in the show notes. Yeah. Uh, that's a few things I've got to put in the show notes now. But uh, I'll write those down later when I'm editing. Okay. Hey, don't forget to write those things in the show notes. Thanks, mate. Stu, uh, console Zelda games are a lot better than the handheld counterparts. Baby Link is not the way he's always been. Although Wind Waker was awesome, I agree. Wind Waker was awesome. Before I finish, I have a question for you. In a game. Which do you enjoy more, killing people a la GTA or saving people a la Red Dead Redemption? I don't know which Red Dead Redemption he played, but I killed a lot of people I in Red Dead Redemption. I killed a lot of people in Red Dead Redemption. I don't know what he's talking about, man. Mm. I mean, I suppose you do have to save people, but you save people in GTA too, mostly by killing other people. But I think there's some of that in Red Dead. Um, maybe, you know, maybe he's talking about like the, just... Just the characters. That, like I think yeah. you do get a sense that in in Red Dead Redemption, you you feel like John's a better person than. Oh sure, yeah, yeah. John's a much better person. Than so me. in that respect, I I prefer playing as you know John Marston because yeah. yeah. Uh, thanks for reading, guys. Keep up the five star work, Jama Four from Rich Number One, aka Big Bad Daddy. Oh yeah! Thanks for the email, dude. Booyah! Uh, we got another email, Duke. I don't know if you want to do the honors. Oh, I would love to. Uh, this one is from John Mouse, John Mouse 5, whatever you want to call him. And it starts, how about a special shout-out for an awesome VGHub.net site, theplayvault.com. I just wanted to shamelessly self-promote slash brag and tell you about all the praise we've had thus far. Five stars from the Sun newspaper. Quote, a whole lot of gaming win, say IGN. Um, um, awesome, says Skullduggerer of the OC podcast. Great sight. So there you go. From Stu of the VGs. WTF! OMG! OMG! So good! This is the website equal of Ico, says an angry teacher who answers to the name of Duke. What's going on? Where am I? Ground control to Major Tom. I's David here, and the play vault is the bomb, says Chinny of the VGs. 
note, all praise and comments are subject to change or to be the works of complete fiction and not actually said by anyone ever. Cheers, lads. Have a great show. Over and out. John Malfi. John Mouse. I think I actually did say that, though. I definitely said, OMG, OMG, this is the website equal of Ico. Bowie to Bowie. Can you hear me out there, man? Um, yeah. Next email. This is from Ian W. 99. Uh, yes. Yeah, that's his gamma tag. Ian W. 99. I play, him, I play Black Ops with him a lot. Do I you? have. I don't uh, do it lately, but yeah. Oh, that's why he doesn't like it. Okay. Uh, good evening, chaps. Having listened to this week's podcast, I feel obliged to correct you. But mainly Stu. Yeah, we love that. Yeah, thanks. Yes. Jeff Minter is a seminal developer more famously known for games such as Tempest. Tempest? Uh, the arcade game Tempest? <laughs> that was a great game. No, seriously. I don't know. Did you I ever play know. it? No, I've heard oh of it. Oh my god, it was a great arcade game. There was this cool dial in the middle. and No, he says, according to Wikipedia, which is sourced to some site, it was programmed and designed by David Thurer. So I don't know where he's getting his information, but this website says otherwise. Well, Wikipedia is uh, is uh, all true. So. But it's sourced to some website. So what's that website? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. Oh, well, that was about when it was released, though. Eh, I don't know. All right. Anyway. Uh, he also goes to say, uh, Monitor Rescue is already available. Please see the link. So Stu is oh. saying that it's not available. Oh, Stu. Um, but he's saying that it is. Constant back and forth here with Ian and Stu. Yeah. It's like a boxing, boxing match. <laughs> or like a boxing match. Boxing match. <laughs> with chickens. I, that was uh, in the middle of a burp, that, that word. Right. I noticed that I missed this evening's Blops game, much to my annoyance. Uh, yes. ho- hopefully I will get the chance to catch up with you all another time. Yeah. What's he talking about there, Duke? What the block? play date that we had. It was awesome. Yeah. 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 We're going to have another one next Sunday. So mm-hmm. get ready, people. Stay tuned to see what game it is. That's right. Anyways, great podcast as always. As always, having been and I, I swear that Stu's like crappy lingo stuff is contagious. <laughs> I think it is. As always, he says, "There you go." All right. Only if you're hosting, though. True. As always, <laughs> having he been says... an avid listener since episode two as the Over Thirty Fives podcast. That's yeah. that's. That's longer than me. I was on the episode. Dedication, man. Way longer than me. Episode three of the obviously of the other thirty-five was my first ever. Yeah. Show. So uh, I thoroughly enjoy the banter and discussion you bring to the table. Although I would petition you for one of the following: more guest presenters on occasion. Yay! Um, well, this is kind of like a guest presenter because I've never, I don't really host. So. You, don't, you don't usually present, so there no. you go. Um, so there you go. So there you go. Uh, and the return of Diablo, at least for one episode. Now oh, I haven't yeah, spoken. I, him. I haven't spoken to Diablo for a while. No, uh, but I know for a fact he doesn't really play games anymore. Yeah, he's just fishing all the time now, isn't he's he? Just fishing. He's just fishing yeah. all the time. That's his video game. Yeah, but um, yeah, Diablo was uh, a very funny man, but. Yeah. Uh, come on, Lance. See what you can do. I'll uh, I'll see what I can do. Eh? Eh? Uh, hey, if we do a fishing, if we if we do uh, a fishing podcast, I think Diablo will come on. <laughs> no doubt. Yeah. Um, that probably get him back on. Reel him in. That probably reel him in. Ah, reel him in. I get it. I don't. Can you explain? That'll it? that'll hook him. 
Mm. We all hook some listeners. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think of fish puns. Uh, tr- uh, you don't want to go with trout, some Diablo. With dead air. Out with trout. This is dead air. This is all. This is dead. This is horrible, man. This is dead. We You're don't cut this out, right? No. Uh, <laughs> Duke, get by the new maps for Blops. Oh, if we don't, if we don't get him back on, then Ian will put our heads on a pike. Oh, that's good play on words. Oh yeah, that's yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> I'll get. Uh... You, you'll have to tuna in for the next podcast. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah, that's better. Yeah, yeah. yeah right on. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Duke, get by the new maps for Blops. See you on no. Sticks and Stones soon. No, I hate Sticks and Stones. Have you played that game mode, Chinny? No. Ugh. He also says, have, like, a good, have a good one, Ian. Carry on. Right. It's this game. It's like a wager match mode right. where you, you start off with, I think you start off with like one bullet and then oh, you I'll switch to the yeah. tomahawks and it's just horrible. I suck at it and that's why I think it's horrible. Like Eddie Murphy talking about how, why the moonwalk is a stupid dance because I can't do it. That's why I sing it's stupid. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Eddie Murphy. Right. Uh, so thanks, Ian, for emailing. Yay. We like appreciate it, yeah. Next email, oh, yeah. I'll just read it because it's mega quick. Eric. Go ahead. Yeah, it's, it's mega quick. Yes, Stu, the 808 does refer to the Mank Legends 808 states. You know the score, and easy. If I had any 808 on my computer, I would play some, but I do not, so I will not. This was Andy whose uh, game tag was relating to he, Stu was wondering, and he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah, he was correct. Brilliant. Yes. Uh, hey. Duke, do you fancy stalling the podcast while I try and find that message you someone sent me about Flight of the Concords? Cheers, mate. Yes. Science is real. From the Big Bang to TNA. <laughs> Science is real. <laughs> I was just enjoying it. I found it ages ago. They might be giants. It's a great song. Um, yes. Um, Bungie. Bungie Bodge, his name is, but I think it's just Bungie on Xbox Live. Sends us an email, sends us a message on g4te.com. You should go there, check it out. I'm the motherfucking. Uh, he said, dude, please keep playing those Flight of the Concord clips on the Veteran Gamers podcast. I thought I was the only fan of the show. No I don't, way. I don't know anyone else who has seen it. It is the funniest thing on TV. Just wanted to thank you for making me back. Oh, I thought they were going to start singing. Come on, start singing, guys. All this music. The distant future. The distant future. Affirmative. I'm Aphrodite. Lady boy, lady. Um, <laughs> he just wants to thank us for making him laugh, Duke, whilst he was running on the treadmill and snotting all at the time. All at the time? And snotting all at the time? And snotting. Oh, I, I think, basically, nothing. he laughed and, like, snotted. I guess so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Snotting all at the same time. Kind of gross, but whatever. So, I hope I don't know if we could do like a sound effect version of that. That's <laughs> uh, like my. Uh, I got that. spit all over my mic now. It's like my 18th birthday, that was. <laughs> yeah. So, I, there's a lot of attractive people in the gym. So, I hope he's, like, he's not running an extra attractive lady while he's doing that. that. Hey baby. <laughs> so Yeah, like the Concords. I'm up for that lady. Amphibian. If you want me to him hanging round 
around you. You're hanging around. Yeah, you're there too. Ooh. Oh, we should just do a flight of the Concords. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Is that the kind of thing that you think you might be into? <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, we're yes. to the end, Duke. Oh, man. It seems both like it's gone faster and like it's dragged on a little bit without Stu. It's weird. There's a there's a time paradox that happens when Stu's not around, I think. Yeah. It is a bit it is a bit weird with that, Jim. It's that kind of weird without Stu. Is that the kind of thing that you, that think... you want to do? A podcast without Is that the kind Stu? of podcast that you want to do? <laughs> uh, yeah. Hold on. Yeah. It's, no, no, no. I thought Stu was in it. Messism. But yeah. We, we shout out, Stu. I think we're on. I, I don't uh, know. I don't know. Had... Yeah. What I, what I wanted to sort of, you know, talk about was... Was, was shout outs. Was, was. Uh, yeah. You got any shout outs, Stu? I got shout-outs. First of all, before I do shout-outs, uh, Playdate. We're going to do a Playdate. We do it weekly, every week, Sunday, 6 p.m. UK time, which is 1 p.m. U.S. Eastern, stand, uh, Eastern Standard Time. Yeah, that's what that stands for. Um, <laughs> this week, it's going to be Team Fortress 2, and thanks to Combat Chinos, who uh, suggested that. It's a really fun game, but it's really not very much fun if you don't know the people on your team. So we're going to play together, and everybody hang out, and get those old versions of the orange box dusted off and you can play with us or go out and get it. It can't be more than like five quid or seven bucks right now. Uh, yeah, it's a really fun game and you know, you'll have portal if you don't already have it. So there you go. Uh, people who attended our last play date for blops include, uh, Ian W. Oh, wait, he didn't show up. Ah, too busy wiping his nose. I guess so. Come on now. Uh, but the people who did show up, G.H. Rocker, appreciate I think his mic was broken. We didn't get to hear much from him, but uh, he was there. John <laughs> Malfi was there hanging out. Cheers to him. Filthy joined up for a little while. Had trouble getting in at one point, but we worked it out. Bongo the Sane was there. Chinny, you showed up. It was awesome. Yeah, good stuff. Good. Uh, I will also shout out Rickster because uh, I don't think it was part of the contest, but he was—I had made some thing on my Xbox profile that said "Crazy Snow" because we did get crazy snow. It was like a foot deep, and w- the wind was blowing it around, so it like piled up near our door, and it was like up to my waist when I went out to shovel it. It was just crazy. So he uh, sent some jokes. That was pretty cute. And a special shout-out to Ultraman Odin because he sent me a message saying, Hey, Duke, I got Section 8 at Walmart for 10 bucks. Let's play. And I was like, Yeah, baby! And so we played, and he really had fun with it, and we had some games, and we had to play with bots because there's no one playing it right now. But What game was that? What game was that? Section 8. Yeah, Section 8. Woo! Uh, but the thing is, I think that when the new game Prejudice comes out, it'll. I think that has a chance to be a hit because a lot of people probably will at least try the demo and then they'll know how much I love it and then there'll be actual humans playing a Section 8 game and he'll be playing it. And So yeah, cheers to Ultraman Odin. Appreciate that. Let's have some more games and then when the new one comes out, we can play it up. And that's me done. And cheer, cheers also to Stu for, uh, you know, he wasn't around this week, but I uh, hope he's having fun at the Stonewall Bar in New York City. Woot woot. Very good. Yes. Well done with that. We'd also talk about um, Stu's been playing the 3DS. That's right. You should go to the website if you want to see his review, people. Yeah, he's been talking about it. I'll, I'll give you a brief uh, kind of thing, what he said. But basically, some weird shit happened where... He walked in, and there was a scene from Street Fighter set up, right? This isn't a joke, people. This actually happened to him. And, like, the actors were paid to kind of pretend they was in Street Fighter. 
and he said it was a bit cheesy. And then next area, there's a guy playing Chris Redfield. So obviously, this actor had to take steroids for this role, um, and told us to get him on their get on their knees. Uh, not the kind of party that I would like, but we know SG is right now, so maybe he's into it. <laughs> That's uh, true. Yeah. Maybe that's the king, the kind of thing that he wanted me to be into. But <laughs> you and Stu in the food, being rude with the food. Um, Street Fighter Two. But he's 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 kind of views are a pretty mixed, you know. He's yeah. he's had he's had he likes Zelda, you know, Ridge Racer, things like that. But there there were other games that he didn't like. So if you want to read what he said, check out VeteranGames.co.uk, and he will give you some impressions on the 3DS. And the conclusion that he came to is he's not uh, canceling his pre-order, but uh, he, uh, but it's not as exciting as I think he hoped it would be. Like life. Yep. It's uh, 3DS is a metaphor for life. It sure is. You for instance, life to... is in 3D. So there you go. Oh, uh, that's true. Want to bring it back around there? Um, yeah, sh- some shout-outs to people who's been kind of tweeting us and stuff. Uh, because I haven't got any real shout-outs, so I'll just go there. <laughs> uh, PowerPill808. Um, that's probably 808 guy. Uh, yeah. Uh, Andy. I don't know for sure, so I'm sorry if I've had you, but these are the kind of last people that talk to us. Agent uh, Spider Silk. Not sure if that's a real spider. Uh, Peter no G, the Play Vault's been doing it. Uh, I, Pete. So thanks to all those guys. And thanks to everybody who turned up to the... Play date, that's right, everybody Yay. listening. If you got uh, we got and it got uploaded without you, uh, well done me. So Yay. Uh, yeah, I should be alright. And yeah. Uh, emails. We want emails. Please Yes we do. We had lots of emails this week. We really appreciate it when people type Yay emails. We like hearing from the community yeah, people. And don't forget we got forums too. You can come over and Join our forums. Yeah, we got forums. Sometimes I go there, not very often, but uh, I do. I do. <laughs> I'm not a forum person, dude. What do you want? Uh-huh, right. Yeah. Um. But yeah, look, we we do like reading our emails. We do like iTunes reviews. It does help us. So yeah. thank you very much. And those Choose codes that. that people want with the jokes, Stu's got the code, so don't hassle me for them yet. So yeah. Get this Wait help. till he gets done with his Stonewall experience, and then yeah. you can get on him about that. He'll be trying to wipe that out of his memory. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I think we're done. Unless well, we also have something from Greg DeLacy. If you like this podcast, there is another site you should check out, which is called VGHub.net. on there. You find a bunch of links to too many, I think, similar in vein to ours, Come but on. different in the way they're uh, delivered. On, Some yeah. have all kinds of sound Come effects. Are for old people. Some Come talk on, about yeah. RPGs. Too many, some people say. Come Shut on, up. Yeah. Some might Come say on, that. No, no one says that. Channel You have links on, to you know great forums. You don't have any other friends. So on, check yeah. it out. VGHub.net it is a great starting point for your podcast. Man, discovery. they best rename that shit to. Gay low. Hey, dude, you should have like you, you're never gonna have this opportunity. You should have like ten seconds. Look, you, let's dedicate thirty seconds of you. How many like sound effects you can kind of like get going? Balling. I ain't trying to play my games. Dear little baby Jesus, we also thank you for my wife's father, Chip. <laughs> We hope that you can use your baby Jesus powers to heal him and his horrible leg. And it smells terrible, and the dogs are always bothering with it. Dear tiny infant Jesus. Hey, um, you know, sweetie, Jesus did grow up. Been- will Young will appear naked in his new film role. He said, 
I hope people will focus on my acting more than how supple my behind is, as I put a lot into it. Stupid! You're so stupid! Vivian! 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 Honestly, whenever anything explodes in this house, it's always blame Vivian! <laughs> Only you suggest we blame Thatcher! No! Blame whoever rang the front doorbell! Because they obviously triggered off the bomb I set up! Okay. Okay, Duke. Okay, yes, you I'm get done. you get one flight of the concourse, Cliff, and then that's it. Oh man! Pick it carefully. Skip. Oh. I'm the mother rhinoceros. My beaks are fat and the birds are on my back and I'm horny. I'm horny. See, you will indeed can see. Kiss, I hit you with my flow, the wild rhyme stampede. I'm not just wild, I'm trained, domesticated. I was raised by a rapper and writer that dated and subsequently procreated. That's how it goes. Here's the hip hop hippopotamus, the hip hop hip hop. They call me the hip hop hippopotamus. My lyrics are bottomless. Brilliant. Yay! See, we, we can get away with doing this now. That's you know? right, isn't it? No, 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 I'm editing it all yeah. out. Oh, place an inception bomb. You got one of those? Yeah, give me a second. Bring it up. Oh, wait, that's wrong. Yeah. Ah, bloody hell. Uh, this is so weird. I'm having this weird sense of deja vu. Like, I had a dream recently that was so... <laughs> you should start People should know when we were playing Black Ops, Shinny was doing the he was doing the, the Inception soundtrack while we were playing. He'd be running around and suddenly anybody shoot somebody. No, that was more remote control car music. Oh there you go. Yeah. Like, every time sense. I got an RC car, I was like <laughs> 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 And it works really well on those snowy maps because they feel like you're in that scene. <laughs> yeah. All right, that's it. We're done. We're done. Is that it? Is that it? We're done. That's it. Over. We're done. We're done. I went to the shops the other day, and this is about gaming, don't worry. I went to the shops, and then I bought this par. Right. And I don't you think do do you want to start us off? What do you think? I don't you think it right. What's a par gonna do with games? But I opened the par and inside it was Red Dead Redemption. I couldn't yeah, believe I know, it. I sort of agree. <laughs> oh brilliant. I think we're yeah. definitely good now. Jammerful. Okay. Yes. Thanks for listening, everybody. Ah uh, don't you <laughs> I better stop it now. Why don't you person calling me i'm getting a phone doesn't call doesn't matter answer it it's fine what no we could edit it out it's fine <laughs> all right hang oh, on a second care. let me just get rid of him it's probably my mom hello hey uh, large extra large yeah don't put this in the podcast jenny <laughs> uh you're asking me about glove sizes and i'm in the middle of the podcast
And so he has, it's okay, just, he has me saying, hello? Yeah, large, extra large. Just what a weird thing for him to hear <laughs> on that end. Thank you for getting the gloves. Yeah, I'm talking about my big hands, which <laughs> everyone knows if you've got big hands, you also got big gloves. All right, thanks. Yeah, bye. Sorry. It was my up. wife works near a shop that sells gloves, uh, and I need a new pair, and so she's getting me gloves. Um, you can't expect me to not put that in the podcast. I know, I know. It's just, yeah, it's really funny. I'll tack it on the end. Go on, carry on. <laughs> um, but he does oh, bring... dude, sorry. Hang on one second. I just got to run in the other room for just one second. I'll sorry. be right back. I'm sorry. No, that's right. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh.